Um, Plugman, visit trygames.net. <laughs> Hey, you're listening to WTRG, TryGames.net Radio Online. You're with your host, uh, Mr. Chupon, that's me, and uh, we're here with our special guest, and actually he's not a guest because he's a regular on the show, Tony. No, it's Barry White, baby. Yeah. Who wants to put together some Legos? Waka waka, bitch. I, I still won't get pussy with that voice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Well, that's an unsuccessful endeavor. Let's move on to the show. Caller number one here on the air. No. Uh, this is episode 109 of the Tri Games Net podcast. We are here on Saturday, October 4th. Uh, Al is taking a uh, mental health day. Uh, He's drunk. He's drunk. <laughs> um, work has been really beating him down. For those who don't know, he works on a midnight to 8 a.m. schedule. So that means when the podcast starts... Uh, when we start recording at 11.30, he will have only gotten about two hours of sleep before mm. getting up for the podcast, and then he can't fall back asleep. So um, he needs his rest. <clears throat> uh, and so, a drink. And a drink. <laughs> uh, but we have two people here. Uh, it's us two. And uh, before we get started, um, there's a very good chance that uh, our friend Alex Navarro will be on next episode. So if you have any questions for him, uh, send them. <clears throat> uh, you know where to send them. So... As usual, we will start off with um, porn. I mean, what have you been playing, Tony? Oh, I've been playing Streets of Rage 3. Nice. Two, one. Well, like, I, I played one, and I was like, okay, I know two is better. Right. Love yeah. it. You know, so it's like, okay, I I, 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 I totally, totally love one. Yeah, but, like, you go on to two, and you're like, okay, this is, like, a far superior game. And then you go to three, and you're like, "What happened?" Yeah, that's that's exactly what, what I was going to ask you. Which one is your favorite? Oh, two, right? Two, yeah, without a doubt. I'm playing three now. Um, first of all, three is harder because it's faster. It's cheaper. Oh. It's faster, cheaper. Uh, when I when I say cheaper, I mean the shots they give you. It's just out of left field. I mean, like people will just run up on you when you turn your back. Okay, same thing like in the first and second, but like. They won't give you, like, a headlock thing, you know, to hold you. Say, hey, you turn your back. Don't do that again. No. They'll come and fucking swipe you and take a lot of energy. Uh-huh. And I'm like, okay. There's, like, if I turn this way, there's another person on my back. If I turn this way, there's another person on my back. So they're coming from, like, both sides. And every time you turn to hit somebody, someone comes and swipes you. I'm like, this is fucking cheap. Very, very fucking cheap. And it's got uh, instead of like um, like in uh, in two where you use the power bar and stuff like that to use your special moves. This one gives you a a bar that says okay, and you could use your special moves without penalty on your health. But you got to wait till that bar reaches okay. What determines that? Um, it just it just goes up in increments over time. Oh, just over you know, time. It's, it's a set time. Okay, Aww. it's a set time, like twenty seconds or whatever, whatever it is. Okay, it's like one bar, two bar, three bar, four bar, five bar, six bar. Okay, 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it goes in, in increments. So when you use your special move, that depletes and it starts all over. One bar, two bar, you know, that whole thing. But um, no penalty to your health. But the thing is, this game needs you to use your special moves everywhere. I mean, like, it, there's something missing in this game. I, I really can't put my finger on it. Have you played it, Austin? Yeah, I mean, that's like... that's the way I felt. But because I didn't scrutinize it so much, I couldn't really articulate verbally, like, what it is about that game. It's just, like, I tried it, and I was playing it for a couple of hours, and I'm like, eh, whatever, you know. I'll go back to two. Now, right. the thing about the whole power bar with the, with the special moves, I would have rather at least you could increase it by hit, like in Street Fighter, uh, mm -hmm. you could increase it by hitting someone or by getting hit. Right, and that right. would be I mean, that would like, be kind of yeah. better, but whatever. Yeah, it, you know. If you like hit somebody and were rewarded with this, it would be like, okay, you hit enough people. Here you go, special move, free of charge. You know what I'm saying? But uh, as it is, you're. I don't know what it is about this game. It's just too cheap. It really is too cheap. Like the first fucking boss. Okay, um, it's this karate guy. I don't know what his fucking name is. Um, Danielsa. <laughs> he goes and and like you go near him to try to like punch him and he kicks you so like okay i'll avoid that you know i won't go near him i'll try to go like behind him but he's too fast what about jumping okay him? so so um let me see if he does a move and then when he comes down from that move i'll attack okay he does his move i go attack he grabs me what, what about fuck? jumping him uh oh he'll kick you even if you jump kick him yeah I gotta, I gotta fight this mysterious invincible boss. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not invincible. I mean, you use your special moves, you'll, you'll get him off guard once in a while. But like for the most part, I don't, you know, I haven't fought the first boss without losing any power. Okay, I mean, like I, I fought him without losing a life, but I just haven't fought him without losing any life. You know, like life energy. I mean, even the first boss in, like, Streets of Rage and the first boss in Streets of Rage 2, you could, like, do that in a fucking heartbeat, you know, without losing energy. And, you know, this is just, like, fucking unfair. So I, I was like, okay, so we go on to the next stage, and, oh, and they have boring, oh, that's another thing. They have boring-ass stages. Did you get to the train stage? Uh, I don't remember my experience with it that much, honestly. Oh, I just okay, I this... just remember being kind of underwhelmed and going back to 2. There's a stage where, like, fucking train cars come, and you'll know where the train car's coming because the, uh, up, you know, the tracks shake. Mm. So, like, there's two tracks, uh, one on top, one on bottom, and if the top one shakes, you know the train's coming that way. Okay, so go down. Avoid mm -hmm. the train. Right. Okay? But that stage takes forever. Okay? And, like, after you beat the, you know, the stage with the two tracks, you go on to the stage with just one track. And what you have to do is hide in, like, this fucking cubby, okay, and, and just wait for the train to pass. Meanwhile, the ninjas jump on a rail, okay, and avoid the train. I'm like, why didn't they let me jump on a rail instead of going in this cubby? Because you know you're I'm the saying? player. I don't care. You're the player. I don't care. They're, and that's the rules. They're martial artists. That's the rules. <laughs> it's like, so I hide in this <clears> cubby, and, you know, the enemies... For some reason, uh, the cubby is a, you know, off-limits place. It's holy because they won't go in the cubby. So you can't fight them in the cubby. You have to come out to the tracks. Them's There's something the rules. wrong with that. <laughs> Them's the rules. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a big train. It's just like this one dolly going across. And what the fuck is it carrying anyway? A mine cart. You know? uh... 
Yeah, exactly. Okay, and it's like uh, it's just going across aimlessly for no reason. You know it's coming because the tracks are shaking. But why is it coming? Why is it going there? You know it. it you know, and you could jump over it and still fight and stuff. What and a philosophical you know, if that... question, <laughs> or as existential or whatever. <laughs> what is in the trolley? Why is it here? Where is it going? Why am I here? What is life? What is driving it? <laughs> Why does the trolley want to come after you? Why do peanuts need to be protected by a shell? Hmm. Existential. Hmm. <laughs> All right, Stupid. go ahead. I'm gonna I'm gonna drink some of this uh, curing tea. Drink, drink that ginger. Um. So, like, I've been okay. I've admittedly, I'm trying to give it the benefit of the doubt. I've been playing this game a lot. And I really don't like it, but I have to finish it. I really do have to finish it. Why well, put you know, yourself I, through that? I got nothing else to do. <laughs> you can play something else. No, no but like I, I, I committed myself to the, like I was playing like Super Hang On. Oh, by the way, I broke the code to that and got billions of dollars. You know, so like I cheated on a game. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. But it took work. And but I cheated. I used my brain. Whatever. You know, it's, so it's Super Hang whatever. On. Yeah, it's super hang-on. It was, like, 20 years ago. Move on. So uh, I, I I was playing that, but, like, I got to Streets of Rage 3, and I'm like, it's not Streets of Rage. It's, like, Rage of Tony. Come on. get the, <laughs> you got to get this game. you got to beat this fucking game. And, like, this game is fucking hard, and they only give you, like, three continues. I didn't go into the options to see if there's more uh, lives or anything else like that. I just played it straight. So maybe I should do that. I should see if they give you more lives or more continues. Anyway, if this it really is, is that hard, now I want to play it. <clears throat> I want to see how cheap it really is. It's you've made cheap. me, you've intrigued me. <laughs> Same thing with Super Highlight, right? <laughs> yeah, but I kind of forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everybody did. That's why it didn't sell well. <laughs> I used the music though for from it in the. Oh, <laughs> the music! The music is fantastic. Not the piece Game? that I used. Oh, the, it was the main you? theme, and it just kept on repeating over and over again. I'm like, oh, okay. I think it was like the title screen or something. Oh, wow! You should go into the recording business. Sucks. <laughs> how, how many vaginae do you get wet with that soulful Barry White voice of yours? Hey, baby. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, what else have you been playing? <laughs> that is terrible. What else have you been playing? <laughs> um, Nothing. Uh, well, actually, I picked up uh, my PSP and started playing Family Guy again. Oh, boy. And I I'll just I'll just put it in words. This game uh, fucking blows. Why'd you play it again? What is wrong with you? Because I, I like the fucking comedy about it, like, like the cutscenes and stuff like that. They're fucking hilarious. There's got to be like a the, YouTube video somewhere where somebody spliced them all together and all you need to do is watch it. Exactly, but I haven't found one yet, so I'm playing this game. <laughs> uh, the game blows. You should okay? make it. Uh, yeah, you I don't should make have the, the video. means. Oh. I'm on loner. I'm loner. Still on loner. <laughs> so, um, yeah, like uh, I'm playing that game again and I'm realizing that this game is horrible. Um... But I like the cutscenes, and I remember this part. I want to see that part again, you know. And so you play through the game to get to to fucking cutscenes. Imagine that 
playing through a game to get to cutscenes. Sounds like Final Fantasy. Because they're fucking hilarious. Uh, I never played Final Fantasy to get to a cutscene. <laughs> I played Final. I played Final Fantasy because it's Final Fantasy. To get to a cutscene. And it was it was fun. It was fantastic, except for ten. Ten was, ten was final cutscene. I mean, like it was whole. Uh, the whole fucking game was cutscenes. Eh, I, I I don't see any more criminal use of cutscenes there than I have in anything since seven. Oh no 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 comparison. No, I You're think there is. You're talking about like no eight. Did you banter. play eight? No, I. You know what? I I I want to play eight only because you said you really didn't like it, right? Completely. It's a very polarizing game. I really okay. dislike it. A lot of people really love it. Okay, I gotta play eight because of that. I've never played nine. I didn't. I didn't hear much about nine. Because because it went old school and people complained that oh you know we're going back like a lot of the, the like the hardcore fans were like you know oh uh-huh. great you know this is going back to the old school and all the other fans who who came in at seven were like oh what is this oh uh, he has a tail I don't, I, I'm, I'm disturbed <laughs> I'm like all right fine go ahead you know uh-huh. but I'm I'm I mean I'm sorry all I'm saying is this the t- the gameplay in ten is 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 mm-hmm. worth it to sit through those god awful cutscenes like I will sit like. Like, that's the reason why I was playing Metal Gear Solid for as long as I was before I finally up and said, forget it, I'm sick of these stupid codec conversations. Like, that uh-huh. gameplay got got old on me. But I love the character development in ten, you know. And if – can you – I don't know if you can skip the cutscenes, but, like – You can't. I've, I haven't gotten to a point yet where it's, like, cutscene, ominous boss, die, start over from save point, and have to watch the cutscene all over again. I haven't gotten there. So Really? Nope. Oh, either uh, either that, I've that beat, was my main gripe. Yeah. Well, either I've beat either so far I've beaten anybody who's come my way, or I just haven't seen it yet. I'm about I'm about like six hours in, I think. Okay. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, like, I mean, like, there, there, there's some points where, like, yeah, I hate cutscenes too, but if the gameplay is good enough and I think it is, then you know I'm gonna sit through it. Um, uh-huh. and I know I I think that's probably because like I actually like the fact that um only people in your party get experience. In the battle screen, right. when you actually fight, right. like, no, no, not, and I know not you only that, that so only that's people another, that that's attack, only people that attack or guard, if they do an action during that right. battle, which scene, I think they makes get total experience. sense. Uh, it 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 doesn't. It doesn't. I mean, like, um, because if you're if you're facing one enemy, and you know your one your first guy could take that enemy out, um, that experience is not shared. It's it's totally for that guy. And your other guys are like, yeah, but I, you know, uh, I would have helped too. But they didn't do anything. You know? like, yeah, but it's your team. But they still that's didn't do anything. Point. Like, okay, here's that's, the thing. But, here's but the that's thing. my point. It's selfish. It's uh, I, I, okay. That's there's the selfish aspect of it. And I'm not selfish. I want to spread so the then, wealth. So then you make that guy <laughs> parry. If you want to spread the wealth, you make the, next time you make the the guy who just killed the the thing make him parry so that the other person can get in get in their legs. But, yeah, but I, that's the, the reason point. why I that's think it point. makes sense is because like, um, in in. in Let's see. Uh, what are the games? There's well, there's tactics, but you didn't like that either. So, you know. You know what? I have to. I I really have to play that again just to give it. Uh, you know, just to give it. I I don't know if I was uh you know, objective before. I like saw it as like a uh, shining force kind of like emulator and like really completely I'm different. Like, completely different. No, no, no. I I I totally understand that and. You know, uh, it's like a, a turn-based strategy game where you move a few spaces and stuff like that. And to me, the terrain and stuff like that added a challenge and stuff, but a challenge that I wasn't ready for. Maybe I'll be ready for it now. So I, I'll have to play that again. Twenty bucks on PSP, or we can borrow it from Al while he sleeps. <laughs> 
but, while he drinks. <laughs> but here's the thing, like in in a lot of role playing games, like and and I think the reason why like you dislike it, which is perfectly fine, people have different tastes, but I think the reason why right. I dislike it is because, uh, I mean, okay, so you started off with Fantasy Star, right? I believe is that your first role playing uh-huh. game? They shared. Oh, no, the ex- no, 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 or- no. First, first role playing game. You have to go back to Nez. Okay, what was it? Link. Uh, I mean, uh, Legend of Zelda. I don't count that as a role playing game. I'm talking about like. Oh, what, I don't, you're talking I don't, about I really experience don't count, in battle I don't, and I don't, stuff like I don't count that as a role-playing game. You don't count that as a role-playing game? No, okay. I don't. I count it as an action-adventure game. Okay. Something like Fantasy Star or like Final Fantasy, which which, which uh, concentrates... For Xanadu? Back Xanadu. Uh, okay, fine. Let, let's... let's let's a, a party-based one, then, with, with, with oh, multiple... Oh, party-based. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's, let's see. see yeah, that. no, no, no. Final <laughs> Fantasy Seven. Seven was your very first one before Fantasy Star? Very... Very oh wait 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 no no what am I talking about Jesus Christ yeah Fantasy Star uh two uh, yeah absolutely yeah okay. you said that what yeah the fuck? exactly I'm like remember <laughs> so you're used to, you're used to everybody getting the experience even if they don't do anything uh well yeah and because you they're in your team right but you know the people back at home don't get experience right, because right. they're not in my team right my mentality is this okay. The person, yeah, you're a team, but if they don't do anything, they haven't done anything. That's the whole thing. They just haven't. I'm not saying no, that. T- I'm not saying. Totally I'm not saying. That, but- no, no, no. I, I don't think you do because I'm not saying that people who don't fight should not get it. I'm not saying uh-huh. that. I'm not saying that. Like, oh, it's bad when a game gives everybody experience. I'm just saying that I don't mind the different technique that different games use to level up your characters, and I actually find that interesting in some games because it really does follow the mentality of look if you don't do anything you haven't done anything there are tons of role-playing games out there where you get experience points for um completing a quest diablo i'm sure but diablo is really really kind of in my opinion it's not team-based it's it's it's... not team-based and it's one-dimensional so let's talk about something like um okay well well this is also one person that's the problem but like Deus Ex, which is a first-person shooter slash RPG uh-huh. slash adventure slash I don't know what the hell else it is. Like, <laughs> you get experience points for completing tasks, for finding secret areas, for playing the level in a certain way. Because that, that, that game's whole conceit is that, like, you can go throughout through the game without killing anybody. I don't actually know if that's possible, but, like, people say it is. So, like, if you, if you go through an area without killing, like, terrorists that don't pose a threat, that, that, that makes no sense. Terrorists do pose a threat. But... <laughs> <laughs> like if you it, basically there's like the, the first level they're saying like we need to interrogate these people don't kill them you know if you go through that stage without killing anybody then you get uh-huh. like an extra amount of experience my point in bringing that in is to say that the reason why i am completely fine with like you don't do anything you don't get experience is because like it it, it, it goes all the way back to the template of role-playing games uh if I, I I don't know my D and D very well, uh, uh-huh. I'm sorry I'm sorry D and D fans out there who who know their <laughs> you're gonna get flamed who know their twenty sided <laughs> dice, um, but like that the way definitely that, gonna get flamed. Yeah, I know it's okay though, but like I I actually like at, like when I was in like fourth grade or something I went to a summer camp and I played that once, um, mm. and it's like the the person who was running this shit would give you experience when you did something. And if you just sat back and did nothing, yeah, you were a part of the team, but you didn't do anything, so you didn't get anything. And that makes sense because, like, you didn't do anything. Um, and it, it may seem kind of harsh in a Japanese-style role-playing game because, to me, I think what they did was they it, they really streamlined a lot of the um, tenets 
like, like, did you ever play the old shit, like Ultima and Wizardry and all that stuff? Hated Ultima. Because I never played that. But it looks to me like those were like the really hardcore kind of like American RPGs. And then when Japan came out with Dragon Warrior, that kind of streamlined everything. Dragon Warrior I did play, and that was kick-ass. I didn't like Dragon Warrior. You don't like it? Nope. Moved too slow for me as a game. But, like, it, the first one. Only the first one. Like, I heard the other ones uh-huh. are great, and I started four, and I was like, I was like, wow, this is much improved. But anyways, uh-huh. besides the point, I think that, like, it, it's a very big divide, like, when you, when you start doing that versus when you start, like, remembering how it used to be. And so when, uh-huh. you know, when 12... 12 is a, also a big sticking point for some people, too. They're like, oh, my God, the game plays itself, and oh, my God, like, I don't like this combat. It's just, like, like an MMO, and I don't like it. It's, like, when things are different, people, like, well, they, they're not used to it, and it doesn't make sense to them sometimes, so I get that. But, like, I'm saying that there, there's precedent for this, and there are roots in that, and there, there, there are places mm-hmm. where it's used where it does work, and that's why I don't mind it. Um, well, here's my problem, okay? I... I... First of all, if you go into like later battles and your characters are inadequate, you gotta level them up, right? Sure. So, sure. Here's my problem with it: I have to put defend, defend, defend first round, okay? Um, enemies attack me, okay, and whatever ha- happens transpires, whatever. Switch my characters out, get more characters in. Defend, 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 okay? Um, you know, just so they could get experience. For the battle. Meanwhile, oh wait, defending minutes... defending is an action that gives experience too. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Meanwhile, ten minutes later, I finally finished the battle. Okay. Everybody gets experience. Ten minutes. Do that a hundred fucking times. That's my biggest problem with that game. Did you if really? You is it really that? Battle... Well, my question is: Is it really that difficult that it required you to level up that much? Yes. Really? Yes. There are some enemies. It. There are some enemies later on that if you're um, who's that Lula or whatever her name is, if her magic's not up to snuff, um, yeah, uh, you know, if you don't get enough AP points for you to buy, you know, her shit, you know, the the flame of fire three or whatever, whatever's going on in a fucking grid, okay? If you don't get her to get things later on, you're gonna be fucked up because they. There are enemies that are immune to attacks. They need magic attacks. And if her if her magic isn't up to stuff, done. Done deal. Okay, then I, I just level her up. I mean, I basically don't see it as any different than than, than many, many other role-playing games that I've played from other Final Fantasies. From I one, do, because one to, to me two, it takes time. To three, yeah. to four, to five, to six, seven, and eight, and nine, okay? And then, like, like... Like any any number of other RPGs that are out there, um, Chrono Trigger. Well, Chrono Trigger is really easy, so you don't really need to do that. But <laughs> you know, it's like it, it's it's grinding in a different skin, and it's like if I've been doing like I I normally you know run around and fight a little extra. I don't purposely grind until I need to, but I will run around and fight a little bit extra. Mm-hmm. Uh, excuse you. And it's like by that point, usually when I reach a challenging person, like I'm well-rounded at that point, and if I need to push a little bit more, I'll take 10, 10 to 15 more minutes and grind a little... Well, usually it takes an hour. I'll take another yeah. hour and grind a little bit more. You know, Final Fantasy so, six, Oh, you haven't played six yet, right? Uh, no, I haven't. Final Fantasy six, like, you have, I think, uh, 14 to 16 characters in your entire roster. Every Ooh. character has a use... All right, but if you want to keep them all balanced, you have to keep on going back to the airship and switching them in and switching them out so you can fight battles with all those four characters. Now, granted, yes, everybody in the party gets experience when, when even if one person does anything. That's not the point. My point is that you, 
like you were t- saying, that you have to switch people in, defend, 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 and all that stuff, and you have to switch them out. With this, you can't even you you can't even switch them in. You can't even switch anybody in. You have no, you, you're totally set with the, that, that four yeah. person group, and then you have to go back and switch them out. And you know what? I mean, that's that's the game. That's the game. And like, yeah, it's it's a little bit archaic now nowadays. Um, and, and that that's actually a question that was posed, I think, by Supersonic. He was like, "Is grinding something that's a flaw today?" And yeah, it could be. But you know that that's that's the game. Yeah, that's that's what it was. For better or for worse, you know, like to me, the the what you're saying, the defending, switching in, switching out, is just another. It's just a different form of the same monotonous thing that every that every other game in the series has offered, except for maybe seven because seven was goddamn easy unless you wanted to play Ruby Weapon, which is why I didn't like that game that much because it gave me no challenge, none. It was boring. Wow. Oh. I love the materia system in there. I thought the materia system was fantastic. You know the we- you know the weapons that you could put materia on, fantastic. Um, they only had like two slots, one for defense and one for weapon. And I was like, oh, I, I don't need like shin guards or like boots and shit. Oh, simple, fucking simple. Um, you know, and I don't like too yeah, simple. and this one, huh? I don't like too too simple. Like Chrono Trigger kind of went down that route. I don't. Did you play Chrono Trigger? No, no. Uh, actually, no, no, no. I played the beginning of it, um, and then uh, what happened? Dude, we should just forget I... about the the news and just talk about role playing games. <laughs> <laughs> but there, there is there is good news to be had. But let's uh, f- fuck is, what I've been but playing we because we still haven't we still haven't talked about what you played. I know. I was just gonna say. I'll, I'll just say that I finally beat Devil May Cry, and then let's continue talking about this because this is fun. <laughs> well, yeah, I beat Devil May Cry finally. Um, that last boss, the first time I saw it, I was like, "This is the stupidest battle I've ever fought." And then when I figured out how it worked, I'm like, "This is awesome." Okay. Because I was like, "No," because like it starts out and you're shooting, right? And I'm just like, "What?" Now, now this turns into Panzer Dragoon, but a shitty version of it. This is kind of <laughs> shitty. But then I saw all the stuff that he was throwing at me, and like he uh-huh. destroyed me, and I'm like. That's pretty freaking awesome. Now I have to beat him. Um, mm-hmm. Like the the do you you remember the boss? Like he Actually, throws it's all the shit one? at you. Part part one, yeah. Yeah. Uh, never passed it. Really? Never passed it. As as a matter of fact, I I maxed out my what was it the uh, burning fist thing? What what is the Inferno. thing with the huh? Um, Ifrit. Yeah, I maxed that out, and I maxed out my sword, and maxed out my guns, and at, there was one point where I'm like near the end that I just, for some reason, I just quit. What? And what, what, do you remember what what mission it was? What number? No, I don't. Um, hmm. Like Al said, twenty three is the last one, not counting the secret one. So if that gives you any indication of any memory, uh, no, it doesn't no. give me anything. It, this I. I think the last time I played this game was like uh, maybe four years oh, ago. Oh shit! Was was it a boss character that 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 told you that 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 gave you the whole fuck it? I'm not gonna oh, play no, it anymore. No, no. Or was it, it was an environmental the, it was thing? It was the um, you know, the the humdrum characters, the menial ones, the the you know, regular characters. No, 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 that no. Just what I meant, out of nowhere. what I meant. Oh, oh so sorry. like, did you get? Was it that you got bored? Or that's what I'm trying to find out. If you I think got that's what bored, it is. I think. You, uh, okay. Oh, what what happened four years ago? Um, what happened four most four likely, years yeah, ago? Exactly. Most likely. Most likely, there was another game that came out that was, like, better. Maybe Kingdom Hearts or Kingdom Hearts 2. No, Kingdom Hearts 2 was, like, three years ago. Something happened. Another game came out, and that caught me, and, and Devil May put... Cry oh, okay. uh, was crying. Yeah, so... Oh, so it wasn't, it wasn't that it was that something was there that, that got in your way. Okay, because... No, it... no, nothing like that. No, I, I think I was, I, I was poised to beat it. I, definitely. Oh. You know, um... 
but the thing is, like, uh, something came up. I mean, like, something. I must have been playing another. Oh, maybe mercenaries. That's probably what happened. Hmm. I think it was mercenaries. Yeah, mercenaries came out, and oh, that took up a lot of fucking my. Oh, I lost a lot of life on that game. A lot of life. <laughs> I did. I did. I I maybe played that game for like a year, okay? And like I passed it in like a month, but I just kept on playing it after I passed it with different characters and stuff and like doing different things. Like the first time I played it, I was like killing the bosses. And then the second time I played it, I was like, oh, no, I got to I got to do whatever I can to kill the, uh, the surrounding enemies so I could single them out and then capture them, okay, without without killing them. Cause you get more money that way, oh. and and I was like, oh <clears throat> man, De yeah, it's a deck of fifty-two. Okay, um, that's how they arrange it. Each suit has ten, um, ten Marks. mini bosses. Okay, and four superior bosses. Okay, oh. you got the jacks, jacks, king, queen. You know, ace. So it's like the okay? it's like the deck of terrorist cards, except expanded exactly. out. Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. We gotta ask okay? Al if it's like that in in two. Oh, I don't know. Uh, I, I yeah, and that's another Ow. thing. I gotta buy that game. Al. Oh, he's asleep. Al. Yeah. Ow. I gotta buy that fucking game too. Oh God, I just have. Because your three sixty is collecting dust. It's not collecting dust. It is dust. Oh. <laughs> it's just... It red ringed on you. <laughs> no, no, I'm no, kidding. No. I'm kidding. Uh, well, actually, I don't know because I. Because you I haven't said... turned it on. No, no, no. As I said, my wife dropped it. My wife. Oh, you haven't played it since. Yeah. Oh. I haven't played it you since. Might I haven't give had it a, you might want to give it a jostle to make sure it's still okay. Yep. <clears throat> I might want to do that just to see if it works. Yeah, don't even uh... play anything without the uh, – just just turn it on and see if it turns on. Oh, man. It's going to red ring on me. <laughs> oh, God. No, actually, it's going to yellow ring and then red ring. <laughs> oh, um, just, be a, like... just a hint. If, it, if it's – um. If it's full, if it's an entire ring, like it's because you know how it has four quadrants. Yeah. If it's um all four, don't panic. It just means that you probably have to plug in your your video cable, because like oh, once okay. that happened to me, and I'm like, what the fuck? What's going on? And then I looked in the back and it was unplugged. <laughs> I'm like, oh. So what does it do? It it flashes four quadrants. It flashes or... all the four uh, quadrants just start flashing and that's it. Like, it doesn't turn oh. on, it just flashes. Actually, the same thing happened to my original Xbox once. Like, it had, like, a red light that came on. I'm like, what the fuck happened? And then I plugged it in. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, my God. And didn't they say something about a remedy for that? I mean, like, um, There is a really, you know... really, okay. So, one of the potential causes of a red, uh, red, uh, the three, the three flashing red lights is, um, which is their euphemism for red ring of death. Um, uh -huh. Which is a euphemism for three flashing, flashing red lights. Um, <laughs> the one of the cause it means general hardware failure. Mm -hmm. So one of the causes is that um, I think it's like the the motherboard that's used is made of cheap build, and so over time it starts to warp and bend a little bit. Oh, and when Jesus. it does that, um, the solder used to to join the motherboard with with any other electrical components or whatever. Um, it they they say that it used like a lead free solder because it's like environmentally safer or something. Um, oh come on! Yeah. <laughs> when well there there are like some FCC regulations in other countries that that don't allow to you to use lead in your solder, so they had to abide by those. But like okay. so when you apparently when you use that, 
it's more brittle. And so when the motherboard starts to warp and bend a little bit, the stuff that was so- that the stuff that was soldered on, the, that was joined on with that lead-free solder, the solder would kind of crack and break, and so whatever was was um was connected to it wouldn't be so connected anymore. Mm. So can you resolder it and correct the problem? If or no? I don't, I honestly don't know. But the the, the remedy that 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 reps were saying was wrap a towel around your Xbox, and then turn it so on, and then leave oh, wow. leave it running, and then. Turn it off again. Take the towel so off. So it gets hot, yeah. Yeah. So, so I what mean, would happen is it would get hot. It would melt the solder again, right? To rejoin the thing, and then like it would kind of hold, and you could play it for another six hours. <laughs> meanwhile, six meanwhile, hours you. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, the overheating was probably damaging the other components exactly. in a different way. Exactly. The chipset. For yeah. So yeah, I mean that, that was the that's the I, I don't know. I mean that was the weird remedy they had for a while. This was like way back. <laughs> Um, there is no winning from losing. That's yeah. just put it that. But so that was the so-called remedy, as it were. Um, uh-huh. I don't know if there are any other ones. Uh, I'm still worried about my drive tray. It happened. It was. It was behaving. It was mm-hmm. behaving for for a while. Um, when I was trying to play Fable, actually, that's another mm-hmm. thing I've been playing. But uh, I don't want to talk about that just yet. You know, I have to pick up that game again. I have it, and I never fucking played it. In you know, uh, I played like what, maybe ten minutes of it. In your 360, right? Backwards compatible. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but I, I I don't have much to talk about yet, just because like I, I just reached adulthood and took my first mission. It's just like whatever. It's not much to talk about yet. But I tried to open the disc tray, and it would it would take the discs in normally, no problem for for a good while there. But then mm-hmm. yesterday, a couple of friends came over, and we were playing. We were gonna play Rock Band, so I brought the three sixty out into the living room, and it did that thing again, where the tray wouldn't open unless I laid it on its side, and then it wouldn't close until I put it on it, put it upright. <laughs> it did it again. And I'm like, oh fuck, you know, I thought that was, you know, I thought it was done and over with. I'm gonna make you work. <laughs> yeah, it's. Ugh. But um, when I put it on that its side weird. to open it, I actually actually had to hit the top first before it would open because it wasn't opening mm. still. So mm-hmm. there, there's my Xbox. Um, yeah. <laughs> wow, long first segment. You want to move on to the news? <laughs> <laughs> we will move on. Yeah, I know we were talking about RPGs, but like, like we'll move on. And I also want to. Uh, it'll be more fun to talk with Al too. So yeah, let's let's just. Mm-hmm. Move on. We're on the news throttle, um, so this is what I like to call Activision pushing the pushing the limits, because we were talking about how, or, or, or somebody um, on another, I think it was IGN, they said directly, Harmonix is complaining that you can't do stuff on Wii, and Activision is showing them that you can. Well, uh-huh. it looks like Harmonix said, you know what, fuck you guys, we could do it too, because Wii downloadable content has been confirmed for Rock Band 2. Um, this is by Mike Fahey on Kotaku. He says, After months and months of speculation and rumor from all corners of the internet and beyond, downloadable content for the Wii version of Rock Band 2 has been confirmed. USA Today confirms the functionality has indeed been confirmed over the release of Rock Band 2. Wii owners will finally be able to spend the massive amounts of cash that 360 and PS3 owners have been spending for the past year. Um, song downloads and internet multiplayer modes um, and the same online functionality is what um, is what they're announcing. And the only version that doesn't have any online shit is a PS2 one. <laughs> So um, <laughs> even though it has a network cable, the hard drive is a problem. That's why. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, okay. So Harmonix has confirmed 
that the Wii version will support both DLC and online play. And we just got a message from Al. Um, ah. He said, yes, morning or early afternoon for sure. <laughs> let let me text him back and say, D-O-H, I forgot <laughs> to tell you that we went ahead <laughs> and started. Without you. If you still <laughs> want to do tomorrow. Just get rid of that hangover. <laughs> Then, Listen, if you need... <laughs> then Tony, do you want to do like a half hour tomorrow after this? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> then we I'll, I'll, can I'm in. put in another small segment. Mm-hmm. We could do the role playing thing tomorrow. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Tony yeah. is down with dot that flavor. That's what I'm gonna. <laughs> Okay, my phone doesn't recognize the word flavor, so I'm going to have to type it out. Uh. So, everybody, our message to Al, and hopefully in about another 45 minutes after Tony and I are done with the news, you'll be hearing me, Tony, and Al recording on Sunday, but we don't know yet. Don't, I, I forgot to tell you, you that Al. we went ahead and started. If you still want to do tomorrow, then we could put it in another small segment. Tony is down yeah. with the flavor. I am. <laughs> All right, so uh, Al says question. hello to everybody. Yes. Okay, so uh, we know that the PS2 does not have a hard drive. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't they have a streaming line to go in and play that music? Like it just downloads onto like the regular memory and stuff like that, and it's just it, it uploads from a server. It doesn't necessarily have to stay in a, a game, you know, the system's memory. It just has to stream from the from the server. Um, I don't know the technical details behind that. I would suspect that it would be more laggy than is desirable. And the reason why that's a problem is because with the rhythm game, that's yeah, kind of that, yeah, that, that that's yeah. kind of but that is a you know, I you know that that is a good idea. Like why wouldn't they do that? Like if they could figure a way around it, that'd be great. And like I I'm totally behind that. I just don't think that they like maybe in like the future where everything is like instantaneous and like we have like Super Fios version twenty seven and everything <laughs> is like really fast and yeah that but I like right now it's not because you get um you get games like Quake Live, which is basically Quake 3 that runs in a browser. Okay. And you start to think, why couldn't they do that for everything? But I think it's because Quake 3, you know, the Quake 3 is relatively old now. Mm-hmm. And so the tech needed to run it doesn't need to be that powerful. And at the same time, I think they have to, like, install something very small on your system first for it to run. So I, I, right, I, I right. honestly don't know. I don't know. Um, uh, that'd mean, be a good I mean, question this to is find not, out. Uh, this is not a graphically demanding game. I mean, like... You you know essentially you have uh, badly drawn characters on stage. Yes, they are you know polygon figures and stuff like that, but nothing taxing on the. Oh system. no, not at all. No, no. I mean no. this it's could run at, at it, this could run at like eight hundred frames a second. I mean like it's that simple. All right, but the, the eight hundred frames a second. Is, yeah, I know. <laughs> That's like an amazing <laughs> <making> system. It... <laughs> you know, but it's like simplistic, and all you're doing is just it's just the um, notes following the notes. Yeah, just. Notes are dropping down. Hit the notes on time. If you had a high-speed modem, you know, or router to go with that, okay. Um, I think it, it should be pulled. It, it off. would be a good. It would be a good option. But I think. I think the 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 conceited the problem would be that like okay, so well the streaming thing first of all might not be optimal. So then you say okay, I'll download the song temporarily to my memory card, and the game will erase it when I'm done with it. But then there's the whole experience of. You, you, you want to play this song? It's on your. You, you, you gotta it, wait. Yeah. It's like okay. I, mean, you have I go a, to my purchase but that's the whole list. Thing. You have a PS2. 
I mean, PS2, I mean, I, seriously, I I can't even spell PS2. <laughs> you just what? did. It's that, <laughs> you just did. It's you that old. <laughs> but like it's, it's that fucking old. Yeah, but I mean it's like it's like okay, you you go onto the the purchase songs list, then you pick the song and then it would connect to the server and then it would start right. downloading it. And then it would have to load it into memory, and then you would start playing because mem- you had to load it in from the memory card. It would load it into onboard right. memory. Then you'd start playing it, and then once it's done, you have to wait for the system to delete it. So right. it's like it, like I think that 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 might be if that could work, that'd be a great idea. Um, but like uh, I just don't know enough about the technology behind it to see if it's feasible or not. I mean, they uh-huh. could do what um what they did last time with Rob and just release track packs. You know, I don't know. I I, I mean, at this point. You're right, PS2. Let's move on. <laughs> you know, let's let's move right. on to the next right, shit. Right. You know, and if you want something cheap, Xbox 360 costs two hundred dollars now. Right. So a PS2, I think, is still at one thirty. Wow. Let me check wow. that out. Because uh, people are still buying that shit, like one hundred and fifty, two hundred thousand per per Why? Because it's I don't know. It's got a lot of good games and people. I don't it know. does have a lot. Of and good it games. breaks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, PlayStation Two console black, one, buy new one twenty nine ninety nine. Oh please, if you know Sony, Sony had more problems than actually they had more problems than Xbox, except that they were correctable. Like the PS One, turn it upside down. Yep, it'll work. I mean, like, come on, but that's a design flaw. You know that that is something that is like nationwide. Every single fucking PS uh PS uh one failed and you had to turn it upside down i don't know who spread that rumor who said turn it upside down i think we figured it out on ourselves but like i think i think what was happening was that the laser eye mm-hmm. was was starting to break and so it couldn't it couldn't move so when you turn it upside down gravity pulled the eye down so that it could you know read the disc something like that but i it had something to do with like the the eye and like using and gravity <laughs> so PlayStation... but you understand that that's a Huge design. Oh yeah, flaw. it is. It is, and I think I don't. No, I don't think it's a design flaw. I think it's just cheaply made, because I don't think there was a. F- <laughs> no, no, no. There, there's a big, big difference between a design uh-huh. flaw and something that's just cheap. You know, something it, like it could be designed well, but if you use cheap parts or cheap labor, it's not going uh-huh. to be ex- ex- executed well. Which is why, uh-huh. like, it, you know, further iterations were, were you know, they were they were okay. They were just made better. I I I'd assume. You know, but a design flaw is literally something that no matter how well you engineer it, like at some point it's just going to to, to break. Like the fail. like the yeah. NES, <laughs> the NES that was NES a design will flaw. Fail. That was yeah. a design flaw because no matter how well you made it, the fact of the matter is you're pushing the thing down and you're making the teeth that that clamp down on the cartridge looser and looser and looser. It's just physics, you know. Mm-hmm. So that menta- that the way that they designed that to work was flawed. You know, mm-hmm. ex- the PlayStation itself is, you know. Oh, here we go. I'm on Wikipedia. Let's see. Sideways or upside down? Sideways. Okay. With the early units, many gamers experienced skipping full motion video or the dreaded physical mm-hmm. ticking noises coming from their PlayStations. The problem yep. appears to have come from poorly placed vents. Okay, so that's a design flaw. Uh, poorly placed vents leading to overheating in some environments. The plastic moldings inside the case. I'm inside the console would warp very slightly and create knock-on effects with the laser assembly. The solution Ooh. was to ensure the console sat on a surface which dissipated heat efficiently in a well-vented area or raise the unit up by slightly propping something at its edges. A common fix for already affected consoles was to turn the PlayStation sideways or upside down, thereby, <laughs> thereby using gravity to cancel the effects of the warped interior. Although some oh, gamers wow. smacked the lid 
of the PlayStation to make a game. <laughs> so yeah, it was grab- it was it was a, you're right. It was a combination of of of, of design flaw, poor labor, but also and it's cheap. <laughs> so like yeah, yeah also right that the gravity was what what what, what kind of helped that. So um, I, I mean, I mean, but that was correctable. That was my whole point. That was correctable. Yeah, red ring. Red ring? Not correctable. The, yeah, but you can only go so far with playing your console upside down because eventually something else is going to happen. Oh, it lasted it. for years. Years. I'm talking years. But is do you really want to sit there with an upside down PlayStation? No, we, th- that's what we had to do. I, I remember having Andrew and Ethan uh, come over to my ha- uh, you know my apartment and be like, okay, we're going to play this game. So here I go, put the game in, make sure it's secure, turn the console yeah. over. You know, and we would stay there for like literally hours or days. And when I talk about days, we had weekends. Yeah, I remember the, the, you know? the last weekend's yeah, playing it. So, I... so that whole time, that console was turned over, uh, you, know, on, you know, upside down, okay, and was working perfectly. Yeah, but I, I don't consider that a remedy. I don't, I really don't, I mean, like, I don't even consider the tree. I don't consider these things things that you can fix, because you're not fixing it, you're just kind of delaying the inevitable. Oh, no, I mean, and it's like, I mean, like, ultimately, would it fail? Maybe, I mean, it's, but, it's like, not good it for that spindle to be me. upside down, you know? And it's like, you could keep doing the Caltrick for your 360, like, uh, until, until the day that it completely just drowns, but that's not, it's not something that you want to do. Fixable to me, <laughs> fixable to me says that, like, um, you can send it in, and it, it, you know, it can get. Well, no, that that's that's complete. That is fixable. That's what you do. You send it in to get it fixed. But like, <laughs> repairable to me is like, okay, some part fell off. I can reattach uh-huh. it. You know what I mean? Like, it's something that something that. Oops, something minor happened, but I can like I can fix it. I can reattach it. I can I can put it back in place. Um, right. Like the something the motor popped out or something, but I, with a uh-huh. screwdriver I can go in and replace it, uh-huh. or I can just like like fiddle it and it's okay like the um like the rock band guitar when it was fucking up the first time you could open it like they didn't have a warranty label on the back they in fact they encourage you to open it up and fuck around with it if you wanted to right so when the strum bar stopped working um like somebody posted a guide like hey look if you open it up you can fix it all you need is a screwdriver so you just open it up you look at where the strum bar is and it comes in contact with this little piece of plastic and that's how or, or metal and that's how it tells when it's uh strumming all you have to do is just move that bit of metal Tighten the screw and you're fine. That's it. You don't have to like huh. turn it upside down or take a match to it and melt it or like <laughs> or do this weird shit to it. Now, now, Al's first guitar for Rock Band. You know how you tilt it ninety degrees, a ninety degree yeah. angle up to yeah. to engage star power. He had to yeah. tilt it down, uh. and that's just wrong. <laughs> and so he sent that like there was no way to fix that. Oh, the remedy is you could tilt it down, but you don't want to be doing that. So he, you know, he sent it back in. But um, yeah. Was it how bad was that PlayStation thing? Like, as I, I know that a lot of people did it, but I didn't know how how extremely like. I think it was nationwide. Cause like the yeah, that that's weird. Cause it doesn't say anything here about like recalls or anything. But I think nope, no th- recalls because that was the premier system that was beating the shit out of the Saturn and like um you know the sixty four and it was awesome. I'm like everybody was buying this. Everybody was suggesting you buy this. Like, uh, you know, they, it's Sony. It plays, uh, it plays CDs. Puts like big visuals on your screen and stuff like that. And people that didn't know that every system did that, right. they were like, "Oh shit, Sony's doing that." Yeah, <laughs> got to get that. Yeah, you know, but... because I went over, over to friend's house and they were like, "Yeah, 
We're gonna play this music. Look what look what Sony's doing. Oh shit. Yeah, look at that color. Oh yeah. But see the thing. Oh yeah, the, look at that. The thing that I'm wondering is like why there wasn't this huge outcry like there is the three sixty. I mean, I know, yes, it's fixable if you put it upside down, that doesn't count. Like people would I still think, be mad. I think that's why. I think that's why, because they found a remedy for that. You know, like I found first of all, if there was no remedy for the uh, for the disc skipping and stuff like oh, number one game to do that, Resident Evil. Oh, Resident Evil will fuck up your PS1, okay? Every single time, because I bought two PS, uh, PS1s, and Resident Evil was the one that shut it down. He got scared yep. of your game. <laughs> uh, it, it, oh, you for got some scared reason, of it kept on skipping, it kept on doing all this shit and stuff like that, and I'm like, puss. okay. Then we found out if we turn the console upside down, it works better. And guess what? Resident Evil never skipped upside down. And if your system is destroyed from one game, guess what? Upside down is every game ever, ever That's after. So That's it. Shoddy. That's it. That's it. I just, That's I it. just want to know what the rate of consoles was that, that was because, like, I mean, when it com- in comparison I know, but, to three sixty, like, let, let's just go, let's just go into the fact that the game played while you were doing that. The Red Ring of Death, can you play a game? Is there a remedy? Is there something that you could do without sending it back to the manufacturer? And there is. That's the whole... There was. The, the, towel, the stupid-ass no, towel the, I mean, I the, no, no, I, uh, outside the towel thing, I'm not wrapping the towel around. Uh, fire hazard. What well, are you fucking well, it's the same. It's the same thing. I'm not turning my PlayStation upside down. Well, I, I, the vents are there. I mean, like... No, what, the, 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 the point is, turning upside down to me is, is, is barely any better of a remedy, like like if 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 someone wants to hang their hat on that, fine. I don't consider that acceptable. I don't care if it I know works. I know it's not acceptable, but like it's not a fire hazard. <laughs> I mean, wrapping a tire uh, a because towel, an overheating system just shuts down if it's made well. And the point no, no, is no, no, no. It's, it's not, not if well. it's made well. It will shut down. <laughs> okay. Because that's what overheating systems do. They shut down. It doesn't have. Right. It has nothing to do with whether or not it's made well. So my point is. Turning it upside down, putting a towel, whatever it is, I don't care if it works. It's I'm not going to deal with it, and you shouldn't have to. Uh-huh. You know. Now, if if your Poe and the 360 is the only one you got, then yeah. <laughs> and, and and now I got I, now I have a question. Would Sony take back your console and give you a new one? Uh, they probably would if they got enough complaints and nobody complained. See, that's the problem. I think. I think that's the biggest problem because, like you said, Sony was at the top of the heap, and they're like, "Yeah." Fuck well, let's guys. just put it this way: back then, it was affordable. If the PS3 had such problems right now, oh, fuck yeah! Oh yeah, I paid six hundred dollars for my system, and it failed. Well, the PS1 oh, was three hundred dollars no. when it launched. I bought it for two. Oh, you got it out the back of a truck? No. <laughs> How'd you get it for two hundred? Right no, right, right from retail. What are you talking about? Because it, it came out for three hundred. It debuted for three hundred. Uh, I bought a debut for my brother and myself. It was two hundred. It was three hundred. You must have gotten a great deal because it was three hundred. Here we go. Launch price in the American market was US two ninety nine. It wasn't three hundred for me. Saturn was three hundred. Saturn was four hundred. All right, but like the Saturn, uh, oh, we have thirty two bit risk processors. We're gonna beat the shit out of uh, you know, that's PlayStation. A, that's actually what the PlayStation had. Thirty two. <laughs> they had risk processors in it. I thought they didn't. Nope, yep, it had it. It did. Yes. I mean, I, I don't know what kind of weird marketing messages you got from Sega, but like Yeah, that's what they were fucking harping on. I don't I don't ever recall being being brainwashed with that. 
But well, not brainwashed because I didn't buy it. I mean, like I didn't buy it because I saw it in person and I saw it shitty. You hey. know? Oh. Hey what? man, there were some games on that that kicked the shit out of PlayStation games. I gotta tell you. Hey, well, the first game that they launched with well, was Virtual Fighter. It was bug. And that looked fucked up. 32x launched Virtual Fighter 2, so it's like you didn't need a Saturn for that. You just get 32x, which was even <laughs> worse. Uh-huh. But um, yeah, okay. So the Saturn was released at a high price point of three ninety nine, while Sony announced a two ninety nine price for the PlayStation. Yeah, of co- of course the Saturn got got smashed because of Sony's marketing prowess, but that has some really good games on it. And it's like mm-hmm. people don't care because people don't know. Uh, people either don't know or they're brand loyal or they were brainwashed. I mean, that's the same thing that happens with everything. People like, you know, pe- pe- people that don't want to deal with Xbox because I'm a Sony dude. Please, no, please. Oh, well, Nintendo's all kitty shit. That that's what everyone says. So you're gonna believe that? No, come on. It's the same. It's the same reason why Saturn got in love. You know, I was part of that crew because I, I, I at that point I had uh, um, an irrational hatred of Sega because I was like, oh, uh-huh. I was bitter from all the Genesis those commercials when I was a kid. You know, and then when I actually, <laughs> you know, when I actually played the thing, I'm like, you know what? I'm an idiot. This, you know, nobody should be ignoring any system. So, I mean, that's what it comes oh, down to. Man. <laughs> Genesis does what Nintendo don't. And we're Sega now. Oh, well. <laughs> but, um, wow. And I, now we're with Nintendo. <laughs> we, yeah, exactly. We veered really way off the path. So let's get back on the news. I know. Um, I know. I mean, like, we're on Conflict of Interest, review site owned by PR Company. That's fucked up. That, I, I wish Ron was here for me to ask him what he thinks of that. And, uh, no comment. <laughs> but, um... This is from GamePolitics.com, and uh, it says, The owner of public relations firm, which represents video game publisher, also runs a video game website at which games are reviewed. Mm -hmm. Um, The game review site in in question is GameSite. It's spelled G-A-M-E-C-Y-T-E, while the PR firm is Triple Point. Richard Kane runs both. From Joystick Division's lengthy repos, Richard Kane, Triple Point's general manager and founder, in fact, formed a new company, Pantheon Labs, under blah, 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 blah. Whatever, I think the... This is actually the interesting part. VentureBeat's Dean Takahashi offers additional information, and he says, In a phone call with me today, Kane said, I fucked up in terms of the degree of disclosure. He noted that he had links to both firms on his Facebook page, but neglected to disclose the ownership in the About page for game site. Now the About page has been changed to include the disclosure. You can put this one down in the major whoops column. It's going to be hard for people to give the PR firm the benefit of the doubt and trust game site's reviews, given how the relationship was unearthed. But so far, it doesn't look like anything worse than bad judgment. Now, you can trust someone to be professional about it, like, but but the, the concern's still there. I, I don't know. Remember when I asked Ron if you know because Forty Seven Communications represents Capcom and EA, okay. but it also represents Crispy Gamer, which is a which is a game review site. Now, it's slightly different because the PR firm doesn't own both <laughs> companies or, or, or doesn't own those companies. But it's still kind of like I still find that there's kind of an issue there for me because if one PR firm is, you know, doing the public relations for a gaming website and is also doing the public relations for a gaming publisher and the goal of a PR person and and forget about euphemisms, forget about like, you know, side talk. The goal of a PR publisher is to get that review score higher. I don't care what anyone tells you. That's what it is. Uh Uh-huh. What 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 kind of infighting does that cause? You know, this is even well, worse. Though. This is much worse. This that's just sleazy. How can how can that's a huge conflict of interest? Like, how can anybody trust it now? I mean, like, uh, would can't. you trust them to be professional enough to 
to, to have that separation of, of, of well you know. so long as his name is mentioned in the fucking company you 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 can't you just can't it's not I don't think it's it's even just this guy's name I think the company itself owns the the um the game website and he was just the idiot that that brought the house down on it well uh, guilt by association yeah. I guess so uh you know uh what are we gonna do if the next time, if if you ever went to game site and you read a review, would you trust it? No, no, no. I would. If, I would have if to. I, if I read this, then no. Right. See, I I would have to take a uh, like. I would have to see what. Um, I would have to know what firms. I'm sorry. What publishers this that this firm represented first, mm-hmm. and then see if I could see any pattern. Because that that like sometimes sometimes they, they they do you know manage to keep a good foothold on like like ratings. I mean. Um, not rating. I'm sorry. On on separation of of that stuff, and some don't. You know, so it remains to be seen. I've never heard of the site before, by the way. Uh, so I Me neither. I, I, I don't even plan on visiting it, anyways. But um, mm-hmm. it happens to be recited in this other article: Activision's secret war against Arr, pirates. This is actually um, is actually kind of interesting because um, it, it it talks directly about what you were talking about before, like who's going to go after just one guy. Um, mm-hmm. This is on Ars Technica by Ben Cuchera. Let's see. Uh, when game politics first began... Fall- okay, here we go. Here's where it starts. Um, Activision Blizzard uh, has begun quietly suing individual citizens who have pirated copies of Call of Duty 3. <laughs> it gets even weirder. When game politics first began following the story, it was assumed that the six copyright infringers who have been sued by Activision Blizzard had been downloading the games off the net. But that was not the case. One of the lawyers involved in the case was uh, contacted against politics and said that she can advise you that we have never filed any litigation against a file sharer on behalf of Activision. That leaves physical copies, and Activision must have had defendants dead to rights since almost everyone settled for $100,000 except for one woman who settled for $1,000. (laughs) Only one defendant had representation. After looking at the court documents, it's clear that the story is the same in in almost every case. The papers are filed, the defendant agrees to pay, and it's all over. The gaming site cleverly named GameSite, which we just talked oh, about, boy. claims to have claims to have spoken to two of the defendants and the details provided are even odder. Quote, audibly shaken our contact, explained how he was scared into a costly settlement by attorneys who determined how much to sue based not on the actual material infringed, but on his purchase history, the equity on his home, and the number of cars in his driveway. Oh my god. <laughs> if he were to get an attorney, he would have to pay even more. <laughs> Behind this source So and he went pro se? Huh? He went pro se. I, I, what does that mean? Uh, defending himself. I guess he just. I guess they just approached him and said, "Dude, pay up." And he said, "Okay." <laughs> you know. I would have been like, uh, "Yep, I need to get a lawyer. Adjourn. Thank you. Bye." <laughs> Let's see. Anyway, uh, so far the total settlement settlements add up to three hundred twenty-six thousand dollars, which has to be more money than Call of Duty Three hasn't been pulling at retail lately. The differing oh, amounts of the settlement are also head-scratchers as the complaints don't detail what the defendants are actually being sued for. Why are most people settling for $100,000, one for 25000 and one for 1000 So it's weird. Like, people don't really know what's going on with this. So I don't know. That's, that's really let, – let's see the wow. source of this. What were you going to say? No, I was going to say that, like, when it comes to legal uh, situations, everybody is, like, totally stupid, even the lawyers. <laughs> Even the lawyers. Yeah, Even Jack lawyers. Thomas. Yeah. Um, like you know. Oh wait, he's not a lawyer bullied, anymore. Yeah, he's just fucked. If you get bullied into a situation, you're gonna be like, oh well, this is the only thing they could have could have given me. Uh, what what should I do? 
oh, well, they're saying you, you should settle for $1,000. $1,000 sounds good. <laughs> All right, fine. Thank you. Let's see. This, this is a source article from Game Politics, and this is actually dated September 19th, so it's kind of an old story. <clears throat> but it clarifies, Edge Online reports today that Activision is suing a New York man in federal court for copyright violations in relation to unauthorized distribution of Call of Duty 3. But the New York defendant is not the only target of Activision's attorneys. Game Politics has been researching the story, and we've learned that Activision has engaged in a pattern of such lawsuits, in most cases garnering big settlements from individuals who apparently are not represented by counsel and who, as part of their settlements, agree not to discuss the case. Let's see. So it says um, a Washington man agreed to pay $100,000 because he bootlegged Call of Duty 3 on Wii and Xbox 360 to settle the case. A South Carolina man agreed to pay Activision 25000 to settle the case. Call of Duty 3 on Wii, Tony Hawk's Project 8 on 360. A New Jersey man, apparently the only defendant who had an attorney, <laughs> agreed to pay Activision $100,000, Call of Duty 3 on Xbox 360. A Minnesota woman with no attorney agreed to pay $1,000. It doesn't say for what. A second South Carolina man agreed to pay Activision $100,000, Call of Duty 3 uh-huh. on Wii, Call of Duty 2, do. Call of Duty 2, <laughs> the big red one. On PS2, Tony Hawk's Project 8 on Xbox 360. He, too, was unrepresented. A New York man's case is still active. So this was out of September 19th. So, okay, I made a mistake. Um, I'm thinking they're getting money back. <laughs> Dumbass. Um, yeah, the reason why that woman had to pay $1,000 is because she had a private lawyer. Heads up, everybody. Get a private lawyer. They said she was unrepresented, I think. Her, she must have been a lawyer. Maybe. She must have been a lawyer. Seriously. Um, $25,000, private lawyer, $100,000, pro se. Oh, so, so pro se is what means defending yourself. Well, the, the yeah. funny thing is that the, the, the rumor from, from one of the sources says that if you got a lawyer, they would demand more out of you. <laughs> well, uh, you know, to pay legal fees right, if, right, you're, right, exactly. if you're getting a, uh, uh, a court-appointed uh, court lawyer. You know, so they would want you to pay for that. Right. But the thing is, if you're bringing in a private lawyer... You don't have to pay for shit. I mean, like, that's the whole thing. Um, I'm sorry, everybody. I thought they were giving this money, not giving it. So, uh, yeah, the thousand dollars, one hell of a lady. Twenty five thousand dollars, um, very good. One hundred thousand dollars, you got beat. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. You got beat. Um, you know, and what it all comes down to is if they want to sue you for pirating and stuff like that and they single you out uh you know get get a lawyer get a lawyer if you're if you are a lawyer be smart that's plain and simple because we get a lot of dumb lawyers what Sorry. like jack thomas and jack thompson and and i want to say i've been disbarred but I'm going to New Zealand. Not only has he been practice. disbarred and going to New Zealand, but apparently he thinks the feds are monitoring him. You know what? Everybody's <laughs> watching me. Oh, my God. Wait, you got to check this Look out. Look at that. Check this out. It's the sun. Check this out. <laughs> when I went to the Ferguson Federal Courthouse today, the deputy marshals were waiting for me because they clearly knew I was coming. The black binder <laughs> that contains alleged threats was open to my page featuring two pictures of me. And with the explanation read to me by the deputy that I am to be escorted because I am about to be disbarred because I have filed lawsuits that have been dismissed (laughs) and because I allegedly wrote inappropriate letters to judges. The fact that this multi-page binder was already opened up to my page as I walked through the front door suggests surveillance by some means by the U.S. Marshal. (laughs) There have been other bits of evidence suggesting this surveillance, but this is a clincher. The most likely means of doing so are my cell phone used by satellite monitoring. 
landline phone taps, <laughs> and or taps on my home computer. Smoke some more pot, why don't you? When the deputies illegally <laughs> visited my home in June, they stated that I was, in fact, being monitored. <laughs> Nobody cares about you. You know what? When you walk out and the police are having a stakeout, they're like, who's that guy? I don't know. Let's watch this house. You know? It's not your house. It's not you. They don't care. Nobody fucking cares. This guy's so fucking paranoid. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude. Put down the doobie. Just realize that you're not important. Put Nobody down the cares. Jesus juice. Nobody cares. You're not holding. You're not holding federal secrets. You are not in the international trade. Nobody cares. Go to fucking New Zealand. Practice your law there. Shut the fuck up. You'll have a really easy time there since uh, neighboring Australia likes to ban stuff like Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> Actually, no. I think did they like Grand Theft Auto Four come out in Australia this year? I don't know. I I, I just know they banned. Uh, well, New Zealand banned uh, Bully, right? Uh, one of those two did. I'm not sure. Let's see. Google is powerful. <laughs> Google is a man. <laughs> Bully banned he wa- uh, Australian official things. Bully rated. It, it looks like uh, New Zealand. Okay, New Zealand rated Bully R13. Um, so it looks like they... No, New Zealand did something else. We had it on another podcast that they like totally banned something, either this game or like Manhunt. And, it was probably like, Manhunt. I would probably say Manhunt. Probably Manhunt. Okay, wait a minute. Ultimately, Tom was escorted to his destination by his mother. This was the <laughs> the first time he has been barred from entering. C stopped at courthouse door. Thompson says he will sue U.S. Marshal. <laughs> I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna sue you. I I see you, I love you, but you love me too much. Get out of my face! I'm gonna sue you. I swear to God, I'll sue you. Okay, that's his, that's, but to no, answer your question, his, to answer your question, that's his mother. That's to answer <laughs> sorry, your question. That was his mother. Uh, Australia yeah. joined Manhunt Two, so Australia banned uh, Manhunt Two, and New Zealand banned Manhunt One. It looks like. okay. So there you go. Okay, so there's his next destination. Yeah. The criminal land. Let, <laughs> let's move <laughs> off of Thomas and go into big Nintendo news. Ooh. Um, Ooh. On the 27th, um, Nikkei Net, which is like the Wall Street Journal of Japan, uh, reported that the, the DS would include a camera and music playback. So everyone was like, oh, my God. Oh, oh shit. Oh, that's awesome. And then Nintendo came out and said, uh, that story didn't come from us. And people were like, oh, no, wait, why, why are you bullshitting us? Oh. And then, like, later they had a conference and it was real. So, the um, new DSi is going to have two cameras, one on the lid and then one on the hinge when you open it up. So you could take pictures of yourself, presumably. Um, I'm getting various reports. Like, I'm seeing that some people call it 3 megapixels and then some people call it 300,000 pixels, which is not mega. Um 300,000 <laughs> pixels is basically a 640 by 480 shot. But then one site said that the camera on the lid, on the outside of it, was actually a, a, a true 3 megapixel camera. So I don't know what the hell's going on here. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll also offer media playback, uh, music playback, um, and it has a little SD card slot in the side, which I think is awesome. Um, sure. And it's, it's, a little, it's a little bit fatter, but overall the size is about 12% smaller. The screens are a quarter of an inch bigger, uh, which is which is always nice. Um, 
it gets rid of the Game Boy Advance slot, which makes me cry inside. Um, but oh. I guess they had to do it to get it affordable and to get it um, that size with all the shit that they're putting in there. Um, it's going to, and this is a big kicker for me. This is the only reason why I'd actually want to buy this thing, is that it has an embedded web browser and it's going to be a portal for you to buy shit directly onto the DS. Um, and it's not, we're not certain if it's going to have like a virtual console-esque capability, but that would be very nice if they did it. Mm-hmm. Um, it might also be nice if they let you transfer some virtual console games from your Wii to your DSi. Like, if I were to download Street Fighter 2 Turbo, um, a game that the DS could probably handle easily. Like, if, if they did all games except for, like, N64 games, which I can understand would be a little bit... Because uh, even though the system is powerful enough to, to do N64 games, like it doesn't render, render them in the same way. So I'd understand if they didn't let, if they couldn't allow you to put them on this thing. But everything up to and including Super Nintendo, I'd like to see transferable between the two. Mm-hmm. Like, that'd be nice. I don't know if that's going to happen. Um, what else about this thing? Uh, it lets you record voice and play it back. Uh, it has all these weird filters for it. Apparently, they'll let you play music um, and turn off the vocals so you can just hear the instrumental, which is kind of weird. Um and I don't know how they how they managed to do that, but that seems kind of cool. Um, and it's there's no word on a U.S. De- U.S. release. the The words from Reggie Fils-Aimé's mouth were, "Don't look for it until well into 2009," which is boo for me, because my DS needs replacing. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and I was I, like, when the, when the news broke broke out of this, I'm like, forget forget about like replacing this one with another light. I'm just gonna wait till this comes out and replace it with that. But no such luck. Uh, I'm gonna have to wait another year. But it's going to come out in Japan um, November 1st for 189,000 yen, which is about 185 bucks American, um, which is a $55 premium over the currently 130 price DS Lite. Um, and I think that about covers the features. Oh, okay, so IGN is reporting that the battery life is drained more, more quickly. because of, ca- of course. Because of all the functionality and shit on there. Of course. Um, the battery life isn't quite that, a, quite up to the same standards as DS Lite. At the lowest brightness setting, the DSi lasts 9 to 14 hours on a single charge, depending on fa- factors like Wi-Fi use. This doesn't quite meet the DS Lite's energy usage, which, at least according to Nintendo, um, lasts between 15 and 19 hours in a single charge at the lowest brightness setting. At the highest brightness setting, the usage of DSi lowers to about 3 to 4 hours on a single charge compared to the DS Lite at 5 to 8 hours, which, which eh, that kind of hurts. I mean, I'm not surprised. I shouldn't be surprised, but it hurts still, you know, because those at the at the brightest settings, those screens. Have you ever seen a comparison between the regular DS and DS Lite? Uh, I've seen a DS, and it's bulky and it's big. I'm talking about the screen and... brightness. Oh, screen. Uh, no, no, I haven't. It's. I, I think that they look the same. No. The brightness between the regular DS and DS? no, no, that's. Oh no, the... no, 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 not the brightness. No, the brightness. I, I'm just. Talking I'm, I'm about sorry. I'm talking about the size. brightness, like. The difference oh. between that is night and day. It's to the point where you could set your DS light up to the highest setting and play it in 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 direct sunlight. Oh, because you know the problem is like if you turn on the screen, the sunlight's like like bouncing off the screen, then like you can't see it because of the reflection. Uh-huh. But like the screens get so bright that like you can play it in direct sunlight, and then so so half the time I just leave it on that brightness setting because it looks so nice. Like it's uh-huh. it's like twice as bright as a PSP's brightness setting, the bright the the, the first one's brightness setting. I uh, you know that can get pretty bright. So, only being able to play that, I guess, I don't know, three to four, I guess I'm spoiled. I don't know. But, like, n- nothing nothing with a release date for US, so I guess I should just go ahead and replace my DS Lite while I can. 
I've been well, using the uh, old bulky one. It's so cumbersome to use now. <laughs> like, you know, when I was using it at first, I'm like, this is awesome. Two screens and it's not that bulky. Like, it, it is, but it right. isn't, you know? Like, considering that it has two screens and shit, but then the light came out, and I'm like, oh, my God, my hands are cramping because this is so much smaller, and I'm not used to it, but it's awesome. And then going back to the regular DS after that's just like, it's a big brick. Yeah. Like a big, fat lump. But DSi was the only thing announced at this meeting. Um, they also announced, okay, here is stuff that, um, that's that been announced that we don't know about Um and, and everyone knows about Animal Crossing. Everybody knows about we speak Club Nintendo. Now this is, this is kind of like a customer loyalty program, where you register all the shit that you buy, and then they give you like free free awesome shit. Not like free shitty shit, but free awesome shit. Apparently, according to um, someone who is actually part of the Club Nintendo, because I I don't know if he's part of it, but like he knows what's coming out of Japan. Like all these weird like free games and like free other swag that comes out. Like they they if they brought this to America, it would like people would go apeshit because, like, the Nintendo fans here are really hardcore about, like, anything Nintendo. Like, they'll buy a fucking mushroom pillow for, like, $100 just because of the mushroom. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, so to bring it here, they could have some, some amount of success with it. So it's coming by the end of the year. Um, there's a game called The Conduit, which is a first-person shooter coming in quarter one of 09. It looks pretty good. Um, Sin and Punishment 2, that's another treasure game that's not Mischief mm-hmm. Makers. Because um, oh, we know you God. love that game. <laughs> Um, Mario and Luigi, uh, a third RPG uh, coming to coming to DS and Punch Out. Oh, that looks so fucking good. Punch Out, awesome. Did you hear the like the the, the music that was playing through the, through the trailer was like yeah, using, it's the same music. It was using yeah. like Rocky trumpets. Yeah, no, no, it's the same music. It's the same music from uh from the game. Rocky but, like, eyes. Uh, yeah, exactly. And like just like uh, just look look at it this way when um. What's it? Kaiser what Glass Joe. What's the No 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 Kaiser, the second one. Uh what's oh. his name? Kaiser Von Kaiser. Uh, Von Kaiser, yeah. When he did his move and you know, little Mac is about to do an upcut, he put this worried face <laughs> yeah, on I saw I was that. laughing the <laughs> fuck out. <laughs> I was like, yeah, he he, yeah, he does baby. the uppercut and then you see Mac like charging <laughs> up, he's like, Oh shit. And then yeah, he's, he's like, I'm going to get owned. That's it. my favorite part of that video, though, is one that you pointed out when Glass Joe gets knocked the fuck out. Croissants fall out of his head. <laughs> croissants. <laughs> That's so fucked up. <laughs> King Hippo's got pineapples. Coming out of his head. <laughs> yeah, he's he's got pineapples when you dizzy him. He's got pineapples floating around his head. <laughs> but like Glass Joe getting knocked out and croissants and French bread is floating That's around. That's fucking awesome. That's. <laughs> you, I'm like, oh man. You, you, that, it, I mean, like, it, you could take that as like a, a racial overtone, but come that's on, that's what Punch Out does. That is fucking comedy. That's what Punch Out does. Um, <laughs> one thing that I like is that it looks like it's not just repeating the same thing over. Like, you saw King no, people grab you. So hopefully that means that they're gonna add like a lot of new tricks to all these guys that they couldn't do yeah. in the NES version. Like, um, yeah. What was it? I think Super Punch Out was great because it had like all the all these gimmicks and like these fighters had all these different techniques, but right. people didn't really feel like it was the same because it didn't have the old fighters, it didn't have little Mac, and I personally didn't mind. Like I love that game, but I can understand like for nostalgia's sake. It was a good game. For nostalgia's like, sake, uh, this is like incredible. But like it, it, it turned out to be an MMA game. You a know what? what I'm saying? Mixed martial art. Oh yeah, that's all right. That that's what I was saying. Like I like that because like it was like unexpected. You know, fucking. Dude's hitting you with his cane, and he's 98 years old. That was awesome. 
you know? <laughs> it's punch out. It's not, you know, it's you know, it's it's not supposed to be they proper. They should have called it dirty fighting dirty and you would have been <laughs> Hey, I got this punch out clone for Game Boy Advance. It was pretty fun called um uh Wade Hastings Counterpunch. And there's a pimp who slaps you with his boxing glove. Like he he gives you the backhand. <laughs> well, you know, in uh Super Punch Out, uh the last guy no, second to last guy. You know, the the champions are twins. Yeah, yeah. Like the the number one contender is uh, Nick and the Rick twin Bruiser. brother to champion. Yeah. Yeah. So he holds your head yeah. and punches you. Yeah. So like there's all that shit going on and first of all, Super Punch Out, it's like uh Forget about boxing. Oh yeah, Forget yeah. Forget about boxing. Well, the You're original the punch out was boxing. Yeah. The original punch You're out. You're the is only like, one that's boxing. Kind of forget about boxing because it's like okay, okay uh, uh, Tiger with the fucking turban. Like you're not allowed to do that. Yeah. <laughs> well, like the original punch out was like more believable because they all. Had, I know they like, all punched, um, but still. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, uh, I mean, like, you get to uh, who's that Chinese guy in Super Punch Out? Uh, Dragon the Chan. one that does a kung fu. Dragon Chan. Yeah. Huh? So he like jumps, jumps across from the from the rope and does like a cross kick, and you're like, okay, I'm fighting what my fist, you bitch, you know? <laughs> Come on. I love that because like I mean, if, no, if, no, if everything I, was I just punching, it would have gotten. Like, it would have been the same thing. Yeah, I liked it too because it gave variety. You know. Don't get me wrong. I did not hate that game. I love that game. That game was awesome. Um, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, awesome. This game looks fucking awesome. Fantastic. Well, yeah, croissants. I, I, just, I, I wonder what they're going to have come out for other people. Like, I bet you if they do Piss and Honda, there's going to be sushi flying out of his mouth. Oh, my God. Or either that or a car. I mean, a like- car? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Look to see the day. Um, oh man, I I can't wait! I I swear to God, and like um Super Macho Man, uh maybe he'll have like dildos for a bra, because that guy is gay. I'm sorry. A bra or like sports bra or like sports bra, dumbbells or maybe California, <laughs> the state of California. Yeah, the state of California like boobs. comes out of his flexing mouth. My... <laughs> flexing my flexing my boobs, bitch. <laughs> oh, one more piece of news that came out of the summit is Reggie's whole like, oh, we're working on something better than a hard drive. Uh, we already have it. It's called an SD card, and the only improvement that's happening is that you'll be able to download stuff off the Wii Shop directly onto the card. Uh, which, uh, which, if that means to say that I can also play stuff directly off of the card, is perfectly fine. But they did not specify that. So I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Like, a 2 gigabyte... um. A two gigabyte SD card costs like twenty bucks, maybe fifteen. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's fine, you know. But but like, let me play it off the card directly, and then I'll be happy. I'm not I'm not calling judgment on this yet because we don't know what the answer is. Like they weren't clear mm-hmm. on that. I'm cautiously optimistic, but they gotta make sure that we're allowed to you know play stuff directly off the card. Yeah. Um. I just I just tried to download Lost Winds again yesterday, and that time that I told you guys that I tried to download, and I was like, oh, ticks up like. Half a half of the storage. I was exaggerating, but that's because I said like, "Oh yeah, it was two hundred and something." And Al was like, "No, no, 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 no. It's like low one hundreds or something like that." I got to go back and listen to what he said. No, I tried it again. It's two hundred and thirty nine blocks. <laughs> it's big. Uh-huh. So I'm like, "Can I get it? I could put this on my card, but oh, that feature's not coming till spring of 09. 
Yeah, are they gonna like um give you a patch that allows the system to do that, or they're gonna make their own card? No, no, no. It's it's going to be it's gonna it's probably just gonna update the firmware to 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 allow you to play directly off the card. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, like I don't the 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 slot in the system is a standard SD slot. Yeah. So I don't think that they would bother to you know first waste money on manufacturing something else, like like their own card slot, because then they'd have to change it up. They'd have to change the slot size that they wanted a proprietary. Well, no, no, no. I'm, ju- I'm just saying uh, the the card signature that oh. uh, like goes into the system. Well, I'm sure yeah, I'm sure in. that Wii would like put it put its own stamp on the generic card. You don't have to buy a Nintendo card, but like the Wii would stamp it so that you can't like pirate shit, which is understandable. Okay. I, that's I'm just guessing that that's probably it. But th- there has to be some way that Nintendo can let us play because, like I said before, um, I think this was like a, uh, last week or two weeks ago. Like Guitar Hero World Tour is letting you play songs directly off the card. So mm-hmm. if they can pull that off, then again, I don't know the full technology behind it, but there's got to be something not far behind that lets you pull games directly off of the card. It's a matter. Well, what it's doing, it's it's loading the information from the card onto the hard drive and just not the hard drive, it. not the hard drive, just uh, not the just hard drive memory. on the on the motherboard. Oh, system whatever, mem- RAM. it goes. Yeah. RAM, RAM, RAM. Ladies <laughs> always like more RAM. <laughs> there was there was an uh, th- sorry to tangent, but there was an advertisement in a computer magazine for for RAM, and the tagline was "Ladies always love extra RAM," as in, <laughs> and I'm just like. Are you kidding me? Ladies ladies don't know how to spell RAM. Come on. <laughs> I think I think we've beaten this into the ground. Let's go on to the mailbag. Oh we have. Mailbag. At the mailbag where there is no RAM, um, got two questions here. One from Digimatrix. Uh, this is a great question. Should video game reviewers be like buying guides, or should they be giving a critical analysis of the game and create discussion, or can they do both? So this is the um, uh, consumer reports versus critique argument. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your thoughts before I go? I'm, I'm curious. Like, Would you rather a game review be like a buyer guide? Well, it does this, 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 and you should get this and because of blah. Or would you rather be like kind of like a movie critique where it's just like, well, it does you know, these things right, but like on a conceptual level, blah, 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 and like there's a lot of narrative about blah, blah, blah. You know, like what is your preference? Well, I think the buyer guide is a critique. No? No. What do you consider a buyer guide? A buyer guide is – okay. It, it's like this, Okay. Go to a uh, let, let's think about a museum and a painting, okay? okay? Painting, okay. You're looking at the painting. The buyer guide aspect, uh, the buyer's guide viewpoint of this is okay. His strokes are off here. Um, the use of color is kind of muddled in this corner. Um, the way that he uh, 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 created this figure is a little bit sloppy. Um, it, he used the wrong thing here. It, it it's it, you know it looks kind of off. Um, he used a low quality paint. Okay, he used a low quality canvas. Um, 
and it just doesn't come out right. Whereas the critique is more like, okay, well, what's the message behind this? Can we agree with it? Do we understand, like, is, is there anything, like, is there anything philosophical behind this? Or is he making sense with his argument? Is he correctly conveying his message as an artist to us? You know, there, there's a difference there between, like, the mechanical and the artistic. And there are a lot of people well, on one can side. can I ask you? Yeah. Is it, like, clinical and hypothetical? I uh, I feel very stupid now. I'm not sure what you mean by that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Clinical is straight out. Uh-huh. Um, hypothetical oh. is, uh, well, here's the reasons. Clinical is straight out. There's no reasons. There, there. It's just there. Uh, maybe I guess if you want to consider that. I I don't know that I. Well, that's. Uh, I don't yeah, know that. I, I don't know that I, I, I would map it to that. To that, yeah. But like it, it I I guess it, like it's it's very it's basically the argument of do we treat games as you know, as just straight up products and, you know, treat them as like, okay, you should spend your money on this because it costs $50 and it does this or as, a, or should reviews be a ground for discussion? Because a, a lot of reviews, instead of just sitting buyer's guides are like Rolling Stone, when they, mm-hmm. when they review music, isn't just simply, you should buy this disc because it does this, that, that, and that. They go into like right, right. discussions about the artist and what it's done and how it fits in the mold of music. Whereas, you know, other magazines might just say, okay, this has 15 tracks. The sound quality is great. Um, he, you know, lyrically clinical. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, I guess, I guess clinical. if you want to put it that way, okay, then yeah. so let me answer this question correctly. Okay. Should video game reviewers like, uh, be like buying guides? No. Clinical is just straightforward. It will tell you everything without giving nothing. It will tell you the truth. What you think is the truth. Mm-hmm. It's up to you. It really is, uh, is up to you. The other um, other side is hypothetical. Well, uh, you know, it, it could be this way or that way. It, it, you know, I could explain it this way. You may take it that way. You, you know, it's all up to you. They give you the option. Clinical, no options. It's dead set. This game is bad. Bull. That's it. Hmm. Hypothetical. Um, you know, it's up to you. That's it. So well, that's why I think everything should be hypothetical. Because if they want to continue selling games, everything should be hypothetical, okay? Everything should be up to your decision, okay? We'll give you the reviews, but we will not be clinical about it. We will not be like, okay, this game has cancer. Wait, so you're, you're saying gonna die. so now you're saying that you'd <laughs> rather see a critique as opposed to a straight-up consumer guide review? Well, like, okay, like, you know, if the critique, uh, uh, first of all, if the critique was accurate, Sure. Yeah. I mean, like, but the hypothetical leaves so much to, you know, to your imagination, doesn't it? Okay. So I'm not sure if, if, if I'm being clear on this, but to me, a critique uh-huh. is like, to me, a critique is one critic's um, opinion based on the facts that are given. Okay. An opinion based, well, on, just, the, but, yeah, based on the uh, facts uh, that are okay, given. And me... he's saying why it's more about like, like what the game does and why, like, not always uh-huh. why it not always why it works on a technical level, but more I, again, the it, it I guess the simplest way to be putting it down to games as a commercial product versus games as art. I would like to see not one person who's totally clinical, totally straightforward, just shutting down the game. I would like to see at least two or three people mm-hmm. saying that and being just totally straightforward, out and out, uh, not bought off. Okay, just come oh, down yeah. and say. No, obviously yeah, not bought is, off, but yeah. that's, you know. <laughs> obviously, uh, that's a hard thing to ask for. But, uh, like, you know, just coming out and say, no, this game is bad, 
it has this, it has this, that's it, you know? And then you have the objection people, okay, um, going saying, well, it does have that, but, you know, it has this, and, and you'll have a lot more of those. The whole thing is, if I have three of those clinical people saying that the game is bad, I will not buy it. Okay, so That's now you're it. saying you want you you're going. You've been flip flopping. I'm trying to get a beat on you. It's... No, should video game reviewers be like buying guides? Buying guides are clinical. If there are like yeah, we get more that. than we, you know more that. than one person saying that okay, this is why you shouldn't buy it. Then okay, I will. Or should they be given critical analysis of the game and create discussion? That is the other side, and I would like to see all of those. You're going to see many of those. Right. I would like to see more of the first, mm -hmm. okay, than then the more second. of the second. Okay, so it sounds okay. like you, you That's prefer, what the, I get you to. prefer the consumer. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you prefer the consumer reports angle, basically. Boom, 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 boom. Don't get it. Okay. Cause, um, but more than one person. Right, more right. And, 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 like, you know, Game Informer does that. EGM does it. Um, yeah. So... Okay, I I think that well I don't know if it's how possible it is to do both, but I think we should I, I think they should strive to do both. I think mm -hmm. that because some people are like some people say and like one of the smartest journalists that I've that I've listened to this is probably the only thing I disagree with him on. He said that oh like you can't break it down into a consumer report style, and I'm like yes you can. Yeah, there you are can. some yeah. things that you have to dole out and say look this is flawed. This part mm -hmm. is flawed, period. But at the same mm -hmm. time, there, there's so many factors into what will drive you to like a game that I agree that at certain that at a certain point you need to introduce some critical analysis in terms of like you can't just say okay, well this game is this does this right, it does that wrong, it does that right, right it does this wrong. Okay, it's a game review is not entirely opinion, but it's also not entirely fact. It's a mixture of both. So right. you want to point out the mechanical flaws, but then you also want to go. Now, here's the concept behind it, and depending on, you know, what you're – because there's so many, like, so many different things and variables that, like, you know, people like a certain type of game, and people expect a certain type of game to come out, and when it's right. not that it's different, it doesn't make it bad. Like, too human, you know, someone – like, I could say, for example, I was expecting it to be some kind of grandiose um, action-adventure. Well, after and all it, the and years, it, and it sure. ends up, No, yeah. not even after all the years. Forgetting about time. I'm talking okay. about the concept behind the game. I was, you, I'm expe I was expecting this one thing. I didn't know much about it, but then when it came out, they say it was more – when they came out with more information, it was like it's more like a Diablo-type dungeon crawler game. And I'm like, okay, well, that completely um, shifts my expectations of what to expect from it. If somebody didn't hear that second part and just thought it was going to be some grandiose game, bought the game, and was met with Diablo, he might say this game sucks. Even though he's a Diablo fan, mm -hmm. you know, he'd still say that because that's not what he was expecting. You know, and so it's it, it, it's all it, it. There's so many variables that you have to throw in there. The expectations, um, what audience it's catering to, um, what its what its intents are, and like I always say that like the end result is more significant than the intent. Like you could say, right. I intended to make it look like crap. Well, you succeeded. <laughs> Doesn't mean that it's enjoyable. But there's a certain line. There's a certain line that's drawn where you can say, yes, the game looks like crap, but that uh -huh. doesn't make it any less enjoyable. Right. You know what I mean? There, there, there are things that you insert in there, but you also have to take into consideration people who play games only for the graphics, yeah, they'll be put off. So then you can't just give it, you can't just say, yeah, you should get this game anyway. So there's a discussion there where it says, you know, for example, defend your castle. Or de or is it defend my castle or defend your castle? I forget. Wh whatever. Did you play that yet? 
No. Oh, it was Al who was playing it. I'm sorry. It, it's like the graphics are like paper clips and buttons and like staples. You know, it's it's like <laughs> simplistic. So, but are they real? <laughs> yes, but it's yes, they're real staples. <laughs> but you know, that's that's all it is, right? And it's really simplistic. And you know, at a certain point, you said, "Yeah, this game has bad graphics." Um, the real focus on this is in you know the the kind of manic gameplay. You know, if 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 your if your impetus for playing games is is to see some graphical splendor, then this might not be for you. But the action contained within is hectic. It's fun. It's frantic. So. Uh, Maybe give it a shot, as opposed to like a consumer reports type of thing. And there's like, okay, the game has poor graphics, hmm. you know, and it doesn't it doesn't say whether or not like, I mean, and, and that's I think that like mo- a lot of sites now are, are are doing both as it is because like, um, GameSpot, okay, uh, one has been doing this for the longest time, but GameSpot, you know, GameSpot goes by this credo of a uh, uh, highly consumer reports driven, but like e- a lot of the reviews that you know that I write or that that you know I've seen other people write on the site is they they do inject a kind of personal um analysis in there as to what not just like first there's the cold really kind of like sterile like okay so the the action is not fun because the controls are meddlesome right that's kind of that's just factual there the controls Mm -hmm. are they require a lot of button presses or holding or whatnot and it's just kind of cumbersome and then the camera goes out of whack um Uh and then they'll you know sometimes they'll, they'll they'll go into like but um, there's a certain there's a certain charm to it, and they'll explain why, or, or, or like there, there there's a certain concept behind it that works on a different level than just mechanical. You take it all together, and it and it and it turns out to be you know something that works better as a whole of its parts than just you know it, the parts itself. Um, yeah. Instead of just some cold stare, like it doesn't work. It does work here. It doesn't work here, and that's it. You know. Well, uh, I think what would make that work is if they show an example of what does. Sure. No, and and you know, and, and, and any good reviewer will will say will give a criticism or a compliment and give an example of what it is. Exactly. And th- and that's what that's what most good journalists do. People on Gamespot, people on One Up, they do that. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, and then there's a, there's a whole argument between should it be like oh this this that and the other or should it be like well when I was playing it I felt that this happened I noticed this and you know for me it really didn't like do you even use the word I or do you not. On the one hand, like GameSpot does do the whole don't use the first person. If anything, use we because it represents the site as a whole. And then there's right. the, the Ziff David, the, the one-up EGM style where it says where they use eyes all over the place because it's one person. So I think the other question that, that's linked to this and that, that, that might clarify what his question was in the first place for anyone else out there is how personal should a review get? And they – they made an interesting point. I think Jeff Gersman, who was still at GameSpot, made an interesting point on his podcast. He's like, I have very certain tastes. Why is it going to be useful for the general public out there for right, me to right, say, uh... for me to say, um, I didn't find this part compelling? Why is it going to be useful right. for them? My job is to tell them what do, what it does right from the standards set forth by gaming. Absolutely. You know? And then the yeah. other side is that, like, well, the the difference is is that everyone's different and there's not a set standard, only for certain things, not for everything. There, there is not a set standard that you can just say these graphics are good. Take Mega Man 9, for example. Mega Man 9 purposefully made it completely 8-bit, right? Looks like Mega Man 1, Mega Man 2. Mm-hmm. On an objective level, are the graphics good? No, they're old. <laughs> On a personal level, are they good? Hell yeah. They remind me of my past. Right. It's an ode to the old school. 
it's a total revival. Everything from the promotional materials to the to, to the gameplay, to the graphics, to the ability to turn slowdown and flicker on in the menu screen is a throwback. It's like a complete self-satire, and at the same time, it's a great game itself. Um, but so what do I say? Do I say the graphics are bad, or do I say they're good? You know what I mean? It's, it's that divide there. Uh, here's the thing. You have to have an objective level here. You have to have at least more than yourself reviewing right, the game. Right, right. If you're going to say that I, I think this game is totally bad, you have to have someone either backing you or opposing you. Okay? Yeah, that, or, that, or you have to be – I'm sorry to interrupt, but like this is a question, a big question that always comes up for people writing. You, you, you have to be able to include both viewpoints and understand – and this actually comes up in this right. question later. Right, um, right. I, I mean like it's not necessarily saying we think this is – I think this is, um, I'll give my review, here it is, now the next person comes and says, well, I disagree, or or I agree, but. Right, right. I agree, but, you know, that's the whole thing. That's what makes me buy a game, okay? That's what, you know, if I see two reviews, one either praising and one either saying, well, it's not that good. Then you'll, you know? you're curious and you want to say, let's see, like, for myself. I exactly, want to see. Exactly, yeah. exactly. It's the same thing for a bad game. It's like, if it's a bad game, it's going to be on, like, the store shelves for $1.99. <laughs> Why wouldn't you buy it? Yeah. I mean, like, you know, the whole thing is, you know, ultimately, their reviews just inform. They don't curb the market. They just inform, okay? And whether you buy it or not, that's what curbs the market. Right. Okay, and if you read these things, and so long as they're objective, so long as there's two views, or three views, or of other views other than one person saying, "Yeah, this game is shit," I want you to not buy it. You are a fucking moron. <laughs> you know that whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> that whole thing. You know, we don't want anything in monotone. We want it in stereo. Give us stereo. That's it. So here it is: two people grading something. That's more confidence, right. but you know. I, I also think that it can be done with one review. I really believe in that. It can so. be done review. Yes, I think it's better to have multiple viewpoints because it's more fun that way. But I think mm-hmm. that a a good reviewer doesn't need to have someone else behind them saying yes or no. Okay. A good writer sure. will will has the objectivity and also has consideration for the market out there, the audience, or whatever. You know, they'll be able to say, "Look, here are the facts about the game. Here's <laughs> what makes it go." Here's what makes it falter. Here's my experience with the game and how I felt about uh-huh. it. And here's here's what your experience could be depending on if you're this type of person or that type of person. Right. It's another re- right. it, this type of thing is another reasons why I kind of like I'm I'm still really thinking about taking scores off the website altogether. Because you oh. can't just stamp I, I still don't believe that you can stamp it, but like, you know, people want that, so and that that's why I think it could be done. Now he he poses this question in follow up. Did this did this personally affect Austin when he reviewed Dig- Ugh, Digimon World Championship? <laughs> did he force himself to understand why there are fans of this series, or is he not required to waste such time like this for a negligible difference? How can Austin sleep at night? I can't. After playing that game, I can't sleep at night. But um, it's not a negligible difference. It absolutely is not negligible. You have to consider that because, like I just said. I think there's room for both arguments. There's there's a room to put your personal experience in there, and then there's there's also room that you need to make to consider other people there. Um, and this is not to say, this is not to say that if a game doesn't appeal to everybody, it's a bad game. No, I'm saying that it it, it becomes more of an issue when you're when you're becoming really critical on either extreme, like something really bad or something really good. 
a game like Ikaruga is not going to appeal like to everybody. Ikaruga is that shooter that switches back between black and white that I showed you at Ethan's yep. house. Okay, I love it. Not going to appeal to everybody because not everybody wants a challenge because they're pussies. I didn't say that, but uh, <laughs> not everybody likes two D shooters I didn't hear anymore. That. <laughs> not everybody likes two D shooters anymore. Not everybody likes the same thing. Fair enough, mm. but the purpose of the, the, the game is not for you. Then it's not for you. I don't like baseball. Does that mean that I should go in and buy a baseball game just to say that it sucks? No, because I don't <laughs> like baseball. It's not for me. It's not there for me. So in reviewing a game like Ikaruga, I can't just go in there and say, well, it's an old, it's a 2D-style shooter. Not many people like these nowadays, so forget about it. That's not, I can't do that. I have to go in and say, there's a market for this, and it does this really well within the constraints of that market, and it still is a lot of fun. If 2D shooters mm-hmm. just aren't your thing, so be it. This is... This may sound a little contradictory to something that I said a couple of weeks ago in which I said the intent uh, – and what I said a few minutes earlier too, intent versus execution. Like, oh, I intended it to do this, but is the intent good in the first place? I intended this to be a manure shoveling simulation. <laughs> is manure shoveling good in the first place though? It could be the best damn manure shoveling game in the world, and you could give it a 10. <laughs> but who wants to shovel manure? You know what I mean? But it's slightly different because like – it, it is a good genre. It, it's proven to be a good... And this is kind of where the, the line starts to get thin between objectivity and, 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 and personal experience and subjectivity, you know, because it's like, well, who's to say that manure shoveling is really that bad? And that's where it gets hard. That's where it gets the difficult. The manure shovelers. <laughs> but, you know, you, do, do you see what I'm saying here? It's like, it's like, what if 2D shooters really are aging? And what if they really are bad? Nothing and, nothing ages. Yeah. Everything comes back. That's the history well, not, repeats not that, itself. Not that. I mean, it, 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 some things do age. I mean, but, like, I, I think it, it, it comes down to the point where is it, you know, are people still having fun with it? You know? I don't know if anybody really would have fun with a manure shoveling game. <laughs> and that's and the, you know that's kind of where you have to come in with some semblance of objectivity, but also sprinkle it with subjectivity because you can never be a hundred percent objective on something like that. On something like right. this game has no colors, that's definitely objective. Right. D- uh, but there's a, uh, even then, this game has no colors, but is it good? Like there's a game called Mad World coming out for Wii, which is totally black and white except for the blood and like some of the exclamations. Uh-huh. And they they were like we're gonna do this because it makes it look cool because it looks like did you see Sin City what did you think of that movie is that another one that you hated oh no oh you kidding I'm just making sure because like we seem to have to... are you kidding okay so it's that like movie that movie was fucking awesome the visual style is like that where everything's in black uh-huh. and white but when like someone punches you it goes thwack in yellow and like it has okay. red blood and it, the effect is really cool okay so then you know the objective statement is this game has no colors except for black and white and some sprinkling of it. Then is that subjectivity good? is is it if good? It plays well, yeah, yeah. Exactly. If it plays well, if the handles, uh, you know, react well, even uh, e- accurately. Even before going to that, it's but even though it's in black and white, it looks awesome because they do it in a certain way. Uh huh. So and that's why I think you have to you have to have to mix both in there. And when people come in and say reviews are just opinions. You know, don't let him get your panties in a bunch. Well, I appreciate that they're trying to say that, like, you shouldn't just listen to one reviewer and get mad at him because everybody has a different opinion. I appreciate that. Right. But it's not true that a review is just opinion. A review is opinion based on some fact, some personal experience, and some uh-huh. standards. That It's it's a uh-huh. big-ass melting pot of cheese that you have to, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, 
But to, to answer Digi's... Your analogies are spot on. They're Let stupid. Me I'm sorry for being stupid. <laughs> but um, to answer Digi's question, did I force myself to understand why they're fans? Yeah. I basically did some research. I said, okay, this is what Digimon's all about, similar to Pokemon. What were the past games like? Because I didn't mm-hmm. play the past games, but I went and I looked it up. How did they play? Um, what were, what, why did people like them? Why did people dislike them? And so then I said, okay, so based on that, what is this game going to offer fans of the genre? Because... I can't get into this game. This game is pretty bad right. to me, but I can see where it can appeal to some people. So I had to review it that way. Also, reading those reviews, you you know you get an idea of what they were expecting. And even though it's not what you were expecting, it's something that they may have. Uh, there's something new that they may have wanted, right, exactly. and you'd be like, oh yeah. Uh, here it is. They gave you it. Exactly. But this game still sucks. <laughs> There's this, the, the game that I was talking about a couple of months ago that I was reviewing called Sheeran the Wanderer, which I said was like kind of like a Hyper Diablo, where like like not Hyper Diablo, but like incredibly hard and or an archaic version of Diablo, where like once you died, you lost all your shit. I don't know. Uh-huh. I don't know if you remember me talking about that. Like y- y- no. you basically start from level one and you just work your way down, 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 down. Excuse me. And, like, the further you got, the more shit you got. But the harder the game got, and then, like, once you died, you lost all your shit, and you had to start from the beginning. Um, it's terrible. Which, terrible. Which sounds terrible. See, you think it's terrible, and I actually loved it. So when I'm reviewing it, I can't go in there and say, dude, this is fucking masochistic. It's awesome. You know? It's a very, very tough game to pin down. I loved it, be- so... I loved it because it played to my eccentricities. Well, you have to explain what the eccentricities are. Just because, like, because, uh, because the level of challenge there is just so off the wall. It's like it, it gives me that compulsion to see how hard is it really. I bet I could beat it. No, I can't. I well, gotta try. Again. Does it give you the uh, Does it give you the opportunity to get your stuff back? Yeah, you can store it in places and like go go back to get it later. That's no, no. I mean, like, yeah, go back to yeah. the level. So if and you die, get... oh, oh, see, here's okay. how it works. Here's right. how it works. You die. You start from the beginning with nothing. Along the way back when you're playing it a second time, you might stumble across that store that you dropped. Oh. Okay. Or you can say, I got this really kick-ass weapon. I don't know if I'm going to make it through this trip, so let me store it in a jar and put it in a warehouse, and I can get it later. But it's still, you die, you go back to the beginning, and you start with no, nothing. No, no, I totally understand so, that, but I thought you were talking about, like, Fester's Quest. Oh, no, 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 no. But like that that's still a turnoff and I can understand that. And it's like it, like I said, I you know my eccentricities made me like this type of game, but I can't say I can't just write reviews. Dude, this is awesome. It's great, you know. I loved it because in truth, <laughs> when I'm looking at it objectively, it's kind of harsh, it's kind of cheap, and the mechanics are kind of chunky and it's a little clumsy and it's like the, all these things that, you know, it's really a niche title and so I don't think that what it does, what it sets out to do, is necessarily that great of a thing. Uh-huh. But me personally, I appreciate that. Like, I actually like it pers- on a personal level. And I know that there are some people out there who are crazy enough to like that as well. So what's the answer? Do I give it a 9 out of 10 because I thought it was awesome? Or do I give it a 3 out of 10 because it's like not many people are going to get it? My, my score ended up being a 6.5. Fair. Mm-hmm. Because it really is fair. It does some things poorly. But I personally was able to overlook that when I know that people who would be people who would be interested in this game at the outset might be disappointed in the end, and only a very few subset, a small subset of that of that group of people will actually like it as much as I did. And that's the meaning of objective, right? And th- it's objective, but it's also like you, you, I also noted in there, hey, look, um, 
there's some kind of masochistic charm. So if you can look past all this bullshit, and then obviously you're not allowed to swear on the site, so I didn't say that. But I'm like, well, masochistic yeah. is like. <laughs> but it's like if you can look past all that, and you're that type of person, you might actually like this. You know, I didn't just leave it at like you know, oh, it's a six point five. I said like, look, you know, I liked, I, 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 I'm not actually allowed to say I, but I insinuated, I insinuated, uh, as subtly as I could, like, dude, I liked it. I mean, maybe you will. And here's why, uh-huh. you know. Uh-huh. So, so that that you know, it, it, but it, you know, it's just a hard game to pin down. Um, uh-huh. And then there's like volleyball on NES, which I reviewed for Virtual Console, which like is just no good. Period. It's just no good. <laughs> we got a second mail from Albedo Shadow on Giant Bomb. He says uh, this is in response to my homework assignment of people sending in their horrible online experiences. He says I was once enjoying a friendly game of Bomberman Live with a couple of friends, and I just happened to end up with the Bomberman wearing the black helmet. We decided to hop into an online match, and as soon as it became apparent that we were dominating everyone, one player decided to start hurling racial slurs at me. That's right, because I was a black Bomberman. I mean, really, guys, racism in a Bomberman game? P.S. As soon as the guy realized that I wasn't black, because Bomberman Live takes a picture of the winners if they have a live vision camera, he then proceeded to insult my considerable girth. Oh, my God. What the fuck? See, teenage shit. Teen, well, he didn't say how yeah, old. Yeah, I wouldn't limit this to just teens. There are some pretty fucked up people out there. Oh no, no, no. I, I would just say like in and our area, teenage shit. Yeah, but like, uh, you go to like Alabama, Texas, uh, forty-year-old shit. Dude, I mean, not like, even that, dude. Like even even where we live, I mean, you get someone online behind the veil of semi anonymity, they don't care. Because they're ignorant, and they know that people can't physically come out, re- can't Stupid. reach out and touch them, so they're going to say shit. It's, it's, it's amazing Stupid. how immature older people can be. It's just, oh my god, it's terrible. You know what? Uh, don't feel bad. If you are girthy, um, you're probably beautiful, and that person was, uh, let's, uh, it probably has small dick. That's it. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> I think that uh, let me let me do one more check in the mailbag to see if there's anything in there. Uh, sure do. Oh, uh, we have checked the mailbag again. No straggler, so that's it for you. Uh, we may come back tomorrow with Al in tow. So this may, we may this may not be the end of the podcast, but if it is, then for Tony, we may for myself. Uh, and before we sign off, go to <laughs> xlm2k.blogspot.com. Leave a comment on Al's blog and tell him to get off his hangover. Um, <laughs> DrFishyPants.com, he's a fish, and uh, stuff. That's cool. Anyway, thank you, and for Tony, even though I did that already. Yeah. <laughs> for me, I have been your host, Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> hold, hold, hold up, Al is, Al is back. We're not done yet. Uh, Al, what do you want to talk about? This is basically your floor show. Why? Uh because you weren't here. Because you weren't there yesterday, and, and Tony and I talked to the talked about Dickens. Dickens? No. Like Charles Dickens? I don't know. No, we just went through the normal agenda. Uh, if there's anything you want to add on to it, or do you just want to blabber about what you've been playing, or do you want to Oh, talk you guys about... did the whole thing? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I think and, you guys did, like, part of it. And Man. not only that, we got into a big discussion about RPGs, so we thought... But I um, forgot what it was about. Uh, well, um... <laughs> The battle systems, what uh, you know, what qualifies as an RPG? Because I brought up Zelda and uh, let's see, like um, 
you know, and we went into Final Fantasy X because you know how I love that game. And you love the battle system. What qualifies an RPG uh, as an RPG? And I, not actually, only that, what makes it fun? I forgot to mention yesterday, Tony, that I don't even necessarily consider many of the Final Fantasies RPGs. Uh, when, I definitely when you, when don't you, consider ten. When you break it down, <laughs> uh, no, if no, 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 if 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 seven is an RPG, then ten is an RPG. That, uh, but but neither of them are. <laughs> like Al and I wrote this article a long time ago, and we came to the conclusion. Actually, no, did you come to it, Al, or did Chris? Because someone read it, and then said that uh, under the circumstances that we gave, Grand Theft Auto is more of a role-playing game than Final Fantasy, and that's actually a good point. Uh, I don't think it was me. I think it was Chris. It was Chris. Wait, hold on. Are you serious? Yes. If Why? you take a look at the origins of what a role-playing game is, Grand Theft Auto was more of a role-playing game by definition well, than Final well, what Fantasy. What are you classifying it? Uh, classifying it well, as? if you break I mean, it like... down simply to role-playing, uh, the hmm. ability to play a role with your character and take him almost wherever you want to go, develop mm-hmm. him how you want to develop him, and take it in directions that, you know... So by that qualification, most Japanese-style role-playing games aren't role-playing games. Yeah, they're not. They're just like... They're, they're menu-based menu adventure based. games. Yeah. That's all they are. Hmm. Because if you want to like take into consideration the old-style like uh, tabletop... They're not even really old. They still play today, but uh, tabletop RPGs... You pretty much have full control of your character within the limits that the game puts you. So, say if you created a troll, art, uh, troll ranger. Mm-hmm. Now you know just by defaults of your character's specification, you're gonna have certain benefits and uh, you know advantages and disadvantages of being a troll, mm-hmm. and you're gonna have certain advantages and disadvantages of being a ranger. But within those limits, you're able to construct your your statistics in a particular way. You're able to make decisions based on your character and based on the limits that they have in the world. So say, for example, uh, a monster comes out and it is uh, susceptible to ranged attacks. If you decide that you want to attack this guy, you will get a benefit based on the fact that you are a ranger. Mm -hmm. And on the flip side, if you're facing someone who is um a troll leader <laughs> yeah like if you're facing somebody who is you know your your decision on attacking is going to be very negative then it's going to go against you if you decide that you want to attack that person whereas say if you want to be diplomatic and your your charisma is low that yeah. affects how likely you are to doing those kinds of things and so um, how does grand theft auto beat this uh, we're not saying well, beat grand theft anything. auto matches uh, more closely to that type of style than how so? Uh, well, in a way that you're able to. Well, I mean, your character is defined. Yeah. You, there are limits, but it's not like um, limits as in a tabletop RPG. Right. But you are able to conduct your business as you like more often or more so than you can in in Japanese RPG, where Japanese RPG is just you know you link to the story, all you do is you follow the story to the end. And you gain levels. You don't necessarily gain <clears throat> any levels in a traditional Grand Theft Auto game, but then mm-hmm. you have San Andreas where you're able to modify your character based on exercising and eating and things like that. Uh, and that was like really, game. really, like really tacked on. I, 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 that's what I felt about San Andreas. But it was there. You know? 
I know yeah, it's yeah. there. It's not. It's but it's not a really developed system. It's not. Like, it's like I could exercise like all these hours, whatever time they allow me to do so, and get my character big, and that's it. That is it. I mean, like maybe I'll have to come back next week. Who cares? I mean, like that. You know, I'm not even thinking about that. That's just something that seems tacked on. Uh, you know, when it comes to a role-playing game, I'm, like, in everything. I have to do inventory. I have to do, you know, uh, character development. I have to do, what you know, anything that will make my character stronger. That, to me, is a role-playing game. Grand Theft Auto never felt like that. Grand Theft Auto is like, okay, take a mission, complete the mission. Thank you. Well, there are two points I want to make. One, I actually never actually said that Grand Theft Auto is a role-playing game. No, I just no, said no. it. I, it's I, uh, more let me, like, can I please finish? Uh, sorry. I said that it more closely fits that mold of playing yeah. a role in your character than does a Final Fantasy. The, the first thing that we could even look at is the fact that Final Fantasy and all these other JRPGs makes you control multiple characters. You're not taking on a role. You're just guiding mm-hmm. this group of people through a story. Mm-hmm. So... I mean that that's that's which is not to 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 kind of shoehorn and define and say that oh it's not an RPG unless you're one character but it kind of does when you look uh-huh. at it from the definition and and I forgot what the second point was but ah, it looks like the memory bandage is taking us away today memory um, bandage I was thinking about a game that you're able to modify attributes and you're able to you know kind of oh. I was thinking about Final Fantasy II, uh, right? The you know, the skill-based Final Fantasy, right? Where you know that's still in terms of plot progression and character development. In terms of story, it's uh, generally fixed. You're four kids who, you know, trying to run away from this empire, trying to control the world, and you get split apart. You regain. Uh, you know, you reunite with each other, and then you go on this crusade to defeat the emperor, find a home and other shit. But throughout the course of the game, you're able to mold your characters into uh, what you want them to specialize at. Like, if you want, you know, your main warrior guy, or the, you don't even have to have a main warrior guy, but you could have a main warrior guy who is proficient in swords and shields and heavy armor, if you so choose to give him that. Mm-hmm. Then you can have someone who's proficient in casting magic. And then someone who's proficient in getting hit for like 8,000, when everybody else gets hit for like 20. Mm-hmm. But let's not talk about that. <laughs> um, I think that that's more along the lines of a tabletop RPG, uh, standard RPG, than other games. But then there's stuff like Fallout. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fallout is... <laughs> if anything is an RPG, Fallout is an RPG. Well, are because, you saying because I've never played it? So, oh, yes. Fallout is very definition of like a tabletop RPG. You create a character, uh, you set up certain defining statistics like within one or two points of each other, and as you move along, anything that you do can give you um, upgrades to your experience and things like that. And they have all the traditional like strength, stamina, uh, agility, but then they have like the charisma thing, and they have on uh, constitution where your ability to sustain like physical blows mm-hmm. and your ability to <clears throat> uh not be swayed by what other people say and then your ability to sway people by with what you say that all comes into play in this game where you can 
you know, theoretically in Fallout 2, you can be a pimp and you can have <laughs> hoes and you can pretty much <laughs> play the game for a very long time being a pimp. And not Fallout actually following the story. Right. I mean, I the, the whole story of Fallout, well, at least the original one was, you know, there's the nuclear yeah. uh, post-apocalyptic scenario and you're trying to find the vault where your family came from or something like that. Mm-hmm. And you know, from there, it's it's just an open world. You go out, you find this town, and you're like, oh, there's some people fucking around here, and you can create or destroy relationships with anybody in this game. And kind of like of Fable, are, no? Um, I don't really know. Fable might be like that, but mine is probably still in the shrink wrap, so I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> but with this, it's like you know, this is a volatile atmosphere where you know anybody could be packing a shotgun and will shoot you to death. Word. Like, you know, on a uh, grid-based, a hex grid-based RP, you know, not RP, but turn-based uh, combat system. But yeah. you can get into trouble with anybody, anywhere, or you can sway at them to any help time. You. At any time, yeah. You can and, be like, "Oh, I, I hate the way you look," and it's on. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's I, I think you just reminded me of what my second point was. Thank you very much for that. Oh, okay. But, like, because I, I, I was worried uh, that this wasn't going to come up, but you, you're starting to bring it up, which is good, um, in that it's not just what you do with your characters, but in combination with how uh, how tied down you are to uh, something that drives you. A, a role-playing game, traditionally, um, is is the type of thing where, and this debate has come up in other podcasts and other, other forums and whatnot, but uh-huh. there's a debate between making your own fun versus having the fun made for you. And mm. traditionally, as far as I've seen, the one, the games that fit the mold more uh, or or better, the, the RPG mold better than others, are the ones that say, okay, here is the playground. You make your own fun. We give you a character. You determine how he grows. You determine what he does, where he does. You can follow that. We'll give you a main storyline if you want to follow it. But you don't have to. Because you can do all these other things. If you walk by a cave and decide to go in, fucking go in. If you walk by someone's house and decide to have dinner with that person, if they'll let you in, that's fine. If you decide to kill that person, go ahead and do it, but then you have to face the consequences later. Um, and I'm specifically talking about a game like Oblivion, which is like mm-hmm. which like Fallout is the very definition of what a role-playing game is. You know? so, I agree. So... And the other thing is that I'm not suggesting that we change what we call RPGs today because it's so ingrained in, in, in everybody's head. I mean, like like exactly what you're saying, Tony. You don't consider an R- uh, Grand Theft Auto to be more like an RPG than, than, Final, F- than Final Fantasy. And that's because we've been living with this, this in, in my opinion, this misnomer for so long that it's, it's pointless to really change it. I'm not suggesting mm-hmm. we change it. I just think that if you want to take a purist look at what it really is, Final Fantasy, many of them don't really fit the mold. I think that obviously Final Fantasy XI does because MMOs are also pretty much the very definition of role-playing game and more so than something like Oblivion because that's literally like not only am I by myself, but I'm you also are with, the person, yeah. I'm also um, with other people who are playing themselves. You like know Diablo I mean? 2, yeah. Like Diablo 2. Mm-hmm. Um, if Diablo 2 were much more open, then that would be... If there were more conversations yeah. and ways to... Um, construct your quest yeah now, instead of it being just dungeon crawler i need i need a clarification here since i never got online with diablo 2 that's that's not a persistent world right Mm-mm. okay okay it's randomized 
Because like with, yeah, with MMOs, it's it's pretty much a persistent world where I log in today, I log off an hour from now, but shit still goes on, and then tomorrow... Oh, that's a, like Animal Crossing. Okay. Yeah, kind of, yeah. And when I come in tomorrow, uh, shit's changed. It's not randomized, but shit's changed, but people remember stuff from yesterday because it's right. the same world. You know what I mean? So that's that's you know that's more so, but like, yeah. D- right. Uh, but there are other games also, like a lot of other MMOs where there's player housing and stuff, where that's even more persistent. You can log out of the game in your house mm-hmm. and log back into the game, and you're still in your house. And perhaps someone else has built a house outside of the village that you've constructed, and... <clears throat> I don't know how successful those things are, but they are apparently supposed to be to the point where you can have players who specialize in politics, people specialize in uh, you know, being merchants, and create a real thriving city that has leadership and commerce and things like that. But I've never seen that actually happen. Right. Most people just want to go out and fight. Shoot, 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 kill, kill, shoot, shoot, kill. <laughs> Now I'm trying to <laughs> That's look. That's the up, way of the world. <laughs> it's the way of the world. I'm trying to look up Fable on uh, to see what, um, like, how open ended it gets in terms mm. of the gameplay. Not, I'm sorry, in terms of the of the p- progression during the game, because I know that um, the main story is about ten hours at most. But like, really? if, you, if you do everything on the side, which apparently there are a lot of, like, it just goes it, it just goes to forty. If, if mm-hmm. so, I'm not, and I'm not necessarily trying to do this by quantity, mm-hmm. like saying, "Oh, uh, the the more hours you have of side quests, the closer and closer to an RPG it gets." That's not what I'm saying. Mm, nah. I'm just trying to find out <laughs> if it becomes if it's just a bunch of side quests or if, bec- if how open it becomes. And I think it. Let's see. Um, Fables Game World is dotted with towns. Recreational activities not related to combat can be undertaken. Enterprising heroes can buy trade items such as beer kegs or grain sacks and sell them at other towns for profit. Towns are also prime locations for blah, 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 blah. Um, Ah, okay. Towns have houses for sale which the hero can buy, furnish, or lease to tenants for gold. Heroes may woo and marry men or women in each town and through sufficient courting engage in sex with them. (laughs) So, so yeah, (laughs) I, I think Fable does qualify because you can just say... You know what? Fuck the story. I'm just gonna own a ta- own a house, uh-huh. and rent it out to people, and then go kill monsters and shit, and come back and see what my rent roll is like this month. Um, and on and, that, and on the that character note, you... and the character Sorry. development is is definitely um, definitely qualifying because like you all your uh, from I've only played um, maybe maybe two hours of it, and I'm in the I've just hit adulthood and I just finished my first mission, mm-hmm. um, and the stuff that you do from childhood to adulthood just kind of like determines how people react to you. Uh, the f- the very first the very first thing that I did in the game, like when you're a kid, is your father says that you have to go and earn three gold pieces to buy your sister a birthday gift. So you're I like, remember this. all right, hmm, I remember this. Oh, okay, so you're like, all right, so I'm gonna go and do that. And along the way, there's several things you can do to earn gold. You can, um find a girl's teddy bear for her, you can chase away a bully, you can uh, accept a bribe from someone who's cheating on his wife, you can, you know, things like that. So what I did was I um, I went around and I did two good deeds first, and then I saw the dude cheating on his wife. And I had spoken to his wife before saying, like, if, if you find him, tell me where that, you know, in, in much nicer words than this, tell me where that motherfucker is. So, so I could drain him. <laughs> That's in the beginning of the game, right? Yeah. yeah. 
And so I was like, all right. And so I was running around, and then I found him. And then I was I was hitting A because I read like I read the dialogue trees pretty fast. So sometimes I'm I'm an idiot like that, and I and I press the button too many times. And so mm-hmm. I I skipped the choice where it gave me uh, accept his bribe or go tell the wife. And I accidentally hit A when it said accept the bribe, and I'm like, oh fuck. And so I got my gold piece, but I had just done a bad deed. Mm-hmm. And then like I was walking around, and then people were looking at me like you know, hey, this boy is a troublemaker. Uh, he has no respect for women. Uh, he accepts bribes. What kind of boy is this? Is troublemaker? And you know they, they you know they they react to you. And, <laughs> and like, we're in Australia. Well, I'll, I'll, every it was it, it, Molyneux is an English dude, and you know Lionhead is presumably in in the UK, I believe. If not here, I don't know. But um, so mm-hmm. so then I then I'm like ah oh, fuck. So I go to the wife, and um, I I tell her anyways. So I have my gold, but I've told the wife. And so I've basically accepted the bribe, but gone back on it. And so mm-hmm. now some people are looking at me like, "Oi, you know, bribe take it doesn't even honor the bribe, and you know things like that." They're, they're, <laughs> they're saying like, "You know, oh my God, he doesn't even honor like you know the the misty that he did. Now he's going even worse." Whereas like you know, a woman passed me by, and she was like, she was, and she was, she she said like with you know with an audible kind of smiling tone like you know, oh, off causing trouble, are we? You know, so so it, it and this is this is in contrast to when I first started it walking around and people are going like you know oh he's such a good lad you know they're complimenting because i was doing good Mm -hmm. stuff when uh, the more that you do and the more that you interact with with other people and depending on what the the deeds that you do if you start to steal stuff if you start to gag uh, lollygag or whatever they use for like dawdle but whatever if you if you're slow if you're if you're you know eager or if you're you're skilled in certain combat situations and not in others or whatever they, they they react to you in that way and mm-hmm. presumably as you grow up like you start to d- your character starts to develop according to what you do i haven't gotten mm-hmm. that far yet but it's like like they, they say stuff like if you if you keep on doing evil deeds like horns will start to grow on your head mm-hmm. oh yeah things like that to, to kind of show how you're progressing and how you're doing so that in addition to the people reacting to you in addition to like you being able to be un- in control of that. What you do is how you develop. And then uh, the whole open-ended part where you don't even have to do the story. You can just sit and buy a house and do shit or, or like, you know, or be a player and, and a pimp like like I was talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, Fallout that, 2. Fallout 2? Two? 2, not 1, right? Yeah, 2. Okay, so, you know, that that's that's basically what I think is, is defining. Um, not things like, oh, do I have – is my combat driven by a menu? Some people mm-hmm. look at something like Oblivion and they're like, that's not a role-playing game. There are no menus to, to use yeah. for combat. And I'm like, what? No, that's trivial. That's not, that's not the defining factor. Um, and they're like, I don't like a game that doesn't show how much damage I did in number form. And it's like, <laughs> that's not the point. <laughs> like, that's not hey, the point. Hey, man. I My like battles numbers. don't start with... <laughs> Therefore, it's not an RPG. So, it, you know, th- it's things like that that made me really rethink what an RPG was, and that's why me and Al decided to write that article. This was way back in, like, 2004, <laughs> by the way. Yeah. When my writing was mm-hmm. really shitty, so, like, yeah. <laughs> Look at it at your own at, at your own risk. Um, not to say that it's not that shitty but uh, today, but, I mean, it's less shitty than it was four years ago. So, <laughs> um, and, you know, uh, uh, to bring it back to Grand Theft Auto, that's why... I said that depending on how you look at it, Grand Theft Auto could be considered more of a, quote, role-playing game, end quote, mm-hmm. than something like Final Fantasy, 
But I'm definitely not suggesting that we go to, to Rockstar and say, you should label this game an RPG, and going to mm-hmm. Square and saying, you should not call this an RPG. I, it is what it is today. Things evolve, and like people take on certain names that stick, and so that's fine. you know. And, and we nowadays we just distinguish it as between JRPG and WRPG, where W is for Western, something like Mass Effect, something like Oblivion, um, all the Dungeons and Dragons shit. shit. But, huh? Mm-hmm. What were you I saying? said Bioware shit. Bioware shit, yeah. Baldur's Gate. Uh, Icewind Dale, uh, Planescape Torment, shit like that, as opposed to uh, Final Fantasy or, you know, Fantasy Star or whatnot. Um, uh-huh. Again, with the big exception being Final Fantasy XI, because that is an MMO. Um, so, I guess, I guess what will be closer to, to, to role-playing mechanics, at least as far as character development is concerned, I think, Al, we also mentioned this, right? We're, like, looking at certain Final Fantasies which did it more than others. Um, like three yeah, and five. Three Although and five that's with the class because the of the job list. system. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you consider ten because that's highly customizable. But I, I would but say not to the point that you can just flip back and forth. Right, but I don't. I don't necessarily see that flipping as a criteria. And in fact, I would say flipping is less. Not not less. I shouldn't say that because it's whatever. But it's like, it's it's kind of like a um. Like, doing what you do determines how you turn out. Like, if you mm-hmm. keep on doing this one thing, you're going to be stronger at it. Oh, that's two. Right. But if you if you want it... And, and also, like, I'm talking about, for example, Fable. Um, mm-hmm. But if you want to turn the other cheek and go the other way, it'll take you a little bit of effort to get that way. Because you've been doing this other thing so much that mm-hmm. either the other skills are undeveloped or it just takes you time to kind of, for Fable's sake, I guess, I don't know if you can turn from bad into good again. But if you can, I assume it takes you a long time to do that. You know what I mean? If you don't, right. they they do offer like a, a a bank where you can like buy good karma and turn good <laughs> just by buying it, which is kind of shitty. But whatever, you know. Yeah. Ignoring that, you know what I mean? Like it, it if you want to go to the other extreme, you can't just flip. In those games, at least that's what I'm saying. And so ten is kind of like that. If you go down the sphere grid in one direction, you're more than welcome to go back in the other direction. But it just takes you a long time. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, that's what I that's what I kind of meant. But um, and then of course there's eleven, and then twelve. I would, I I guess twelve too. But I've I haven't played it yet, so I don't know how customizable it is. I assume it's very customizable. Yeah, to a point, because everybody pretty much starts out like in the same kind of area of <clears throat> constructing their skills, and anyone can learn any skills. For so, for example, <clears throat> I have Vaughn, my main character, and mm-hmm. I decide, okay, I want Vaughn to be. You know, more like the kind of person he is—very roguey, very, roguey, very mm-hmm. you know, um, not completely like heavily armored, but he can go in and attack very quickly and things like that. So I want to go and get skills that are more accustomed to using lighter weapons, um, maybe evading attacks and things like that, increasing certain stats, uh, wearing certain kinds of armor as opposed to others, so that you can get to the mm-hmm. specialized versions of those. Um, then you have, you know, other characters like Balthier, and you have, um, I forget who the girl is, the, the uh, girl. What is it, Fern, or, what the fuck is her name? I forgot. It's rabbit, like... rabbit girl. That's rabbit what I call Rabbit girl, that's right. <laughs> um, you know, they, they both use ranged weapons and things like that, but you could always switch them to using melee weapons, mm-hmm. although they may not get the same benefits that they have with, the ranged weapons because as a part of their starting specialization they do have certain skills that um 
that specialize or that mm-hmm. certain skills that benefit you using ranged weapons. But you could always just say, okay, I want this person to use a two-handed broadsword. Mm-hmm. You know. So. Well, you have to buy that. Yeah, I mean, like, um, you know, you earn the experience and the uh the points to like buy certain uh certain skills, like uh to hold this shield or that shield, this weapon, that weapon, and stuff like that. Um, anyone can be a melee or a ranged person. It's just like their personal uh you know attributes uh limit what what they could do with that ranged weapon or melee weapon. So, you know, it, that in itself makes it more of a challenge, but like in general, anybody could do everything that some, you know, the 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 first person can. If the first person is just a sword, uh, sword holder, guess what? He's not just a sword holder. He could do ranged weapons too. Okay, and you could do sword weapons. I mean, like, it, you you know, you go through that whole thing, and if you, like, make your characters, all of your characters, like, staple base, and, you know, have them all doing the same thing with melee weapons, um, you know, you, you it's like that brings in the fun. It's like, okay, I have my, all my characters melee, no, none of them ranged. Let's fuck up some people and stuff like that. Let's see what happens. And, you know, that, that adds to the challenge. That's why I think um, 12... Is nothing like ten. I fucking hate I never hate said it was ten. anything like ten. <laughs> I don't think anybody ever said it was anything like ten. <laughs> no, no I'm just saying. I think he wanted to use it as a general. way to say that ten sucks. Oh yeah, 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 that's, we, that's yeah we know. My, yeah, that's my segue. So, <laughs> um, into what? <laughs> into segue a into conversation ten about sucks. how ten sucks. Ten's cool. <laughs> I love ten. No, I don't love ten. Yeah. Um. <laughs> But I do like that sphere grid system. I, I, I will, I, you know, I, that that's the reason why I like it. It's not because of the cinematics, because you know better than I do. That what that's is that possible to know about me better than I do? That I can't stand <laughs> long, unskippable cutscenes. And mm-hmm. I was thrilled when Al and I saw Final Fantasy XII at a Digital Life a couple of years ago. We picked mm-hmm. it up, and and there was a cutscene, and I'm like, oh fuck! So I pressed start, and it skipped it. Yeah. And I was so happy. Can you go back and watch them later if you wanted to? Uh, I don't, I don't think remember. so. I don't think so. I'm not sure. Couldn't uh, tell they, you. They should. They should allow people to do that because if I want to save your game, that's it. <laughs> save <What>? your game. <laughs> save your game. Uh, just restart the game. Go back to that cutscene if you want to. Yeah, that's it. That's really dumb. That's why I have like 14 saves on a fucking memory that, card. That, that's a. That's a. That's a dumb thing that they've done to not let you just go like into a theater mode and just watch what you've unlocked because like when you're I don't in the, think they have that yeah they should they should but they don't that sucks I mean like some games do I think Final Fantasy 4 for DS does you can actually skip the cutscenes if you want to and then go back and watch them later so oh really yeah um, cool. I think Big Chocobo lets you I think or something else does I don't know but Fat um Chocobo yeah so if you skip a cutscene, you can just go to the Fat Chocobo column with a carrot. Uh, I'm sorry, with Kissel Greens. And uh, <laughs> it's, it's carrot. I call it carrot. Because um, <laughs> in Final Fantasy cause in Final Fantasy 2, which is the uh, for Super Nintendo, they translated uh-huh. that item that calls a Chocobo. They, they translated that item as carrot. Yeah. So it's carrot. a carrot. But then when 7 came along, they corrected all the names, and it was like, oh, Gisel Greens. And I'm like, what the hell? No, did they do that in 6? Yeah, Wark or Que. Which one? I don't know. Um <laughs> <laughs> Either or, but um, it depends on what uh, part of the world you're from. Oh, it's quite in Japan, huh? Yeah, that's okay. working. Uh, 
It's, it's Wark in New York. I guess they have birds that go quay in uh in Japan, and we got birds that go work in uh in America. Yeah, and I'm sure I'm I'm sure that's how some some square translators think a, a rooster sounds. It when they go, ar, 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 it's not cock a doodle doo. <laughs> how did ar, ar, ar become cock a doodle doo? <laughs> I took my cock. I made a doo doo. <laughs> See, does, 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 uh, does uh, rooster uh, sound more like wark wark than caca? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ark, ark. <laughs> ark, ark. That's awesome. Ark, ark. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> what were we talking about? Uh, we were talking about shit. Know. About birds? <laughs> we were talking about chocobos. We were talking about onomatopoeia. Looking what... at. No, we were, we were actually originally talking about replaying MP, uh, videos, FMVs. And we mm. got on to Oh, yeah. Fuck? <laughs> How the fuck did we get to work? <laughs> work? 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 Work, oh, work, man. So I'd, like to, dance. I'd like to make a segue into what I've been playing. Okay. What have you, you know? been playing? Uh, Yeah, I've been playing Young Mega Man, Man 9. Oh. What? Nothing. I said Young Man. <laughs> and, um... <laughs> In the Navy... Uh, I want to put your mind at ease. So, Mega Man 9. Yeah. Mega, Mega Man 9. 9. Uh, beat two Something bosses. like that. And so now Which I'm trying to figure out uh, who's weak to the the black hole bomb from Galaxy Man. Oh. Uh-huh. But if I could actually get to damn boss, because I played Hornet Man, and I could beat Hornet Man with the um, Buster, mm-hmm. but... He shoots out these bees that take off like mad energy, and they don't take like one shot to kill. So it makes it kind of Ugh. difficult when you're like, "I gotta beat this boss." Yeah. So uh, I'd have to play it again and just decidedly take my time in trying to beat Hornet Man, and then I'll probably beat him. Um, Jewel Man, I still can't get to him because they have these really effed up spikes. Have you ever been to Jewel Man stage? Austin? No, I've been. I've done uh, Concrete Splash Galaxy and trying to get through Tornado. That's about it. Okay. Is he Jewish? Um, <clears throat> who? Jewel Man. Boo. Um, <laughs> Jewel, <laughs> Jewel Man All right, stage. shut me down. That's fine. <laughs> shut you down. Jewel Man <laughs> stage has these platforms that move back and forth based on your momentum. Mm-hmm. So you run back and forth on them, and it makes the platform swing further back and forth. And the first time you encounter these platforms, you get to, like, the last one, and there's a line of spikes on the wall. Mm-hmm. So you have to jump and time your jump so that you fall under the last spike and land on a platform under it, which, of course, is at the exact same length out from the wall as the spikes. Oh, God. So then after that, you fight an easy mini-boss as long as you know what he does like the first time you find him you might be like oh fuck but once you figure it out it's easy oh, fuck. then you go on to the next part where you after you beat the mini boss you hit the checkpoint and then there's this other platform that oh man it's like you move across the platform but there's spikes lining the side and the top of the platform where you have to land so you have to time your jump and not mm-hmm. jump too much not jump too too little and mm-hmm. make the platform and that's where I have been dying a lot. And then I actually made it past that and died uh, like a little bit further off than that. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty rough. Um, I played Tornado Man stage, but... I love that level. 
It's so I terrible. I don't remember where I died. I think I I think I was dying at the parts with the um, is that? No, I don't think that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah with the storm, and you have to walk on the the gray clouds mm-hmm. and whatnot. You know what I'm talking about, Austin? Yep, yep. And the umbrella yeah, comes down and hits you in the face. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's where I started dying, and then I had to stop playing. So I didn't get any much further than that. I don't even think I played any other stages. I didn't play Splash Woman yet. Um, I didn't play... Um, who else is left? There's Jewel Man, Tornado Man, Hornet Man. Um, These robots are all terrible, oh, by the way. <laughs> Magma Man stage is pretty hard. Um, I, I don't really like that stage that much. Which which one is the one with the stupid disappearing blocks? That's um, Galaxy Man, I think. No. Uh, nope. Maybe it's the stage I didn't beat. It's the other. oh Plug Man. No, it's not Plug Man. Plug Man. Plug Man. Um... Yeah, Tony. These names are terrible, by the way. <laughs> yeah, well, they always were. But Plug They're Man. What's he do? Plug Man is. Women's. Um, I hate that stage too. I think it is Plug uh... Man stage that has the platforms. What does he do? Plugman? Yeah. I don't know. I haven't gotten to see yet. He's go watch UPN. Watch, <laughs> like, you know, uh, you know, vote for like this one. <laughs> he throws <laughs> out plugs. <laughs> yes, exactly. What does he do? <laughs> I'm What's gonna plug do? this podcast. Hey, everybody, listen to go go to Antipode's blog at XLM2K. Plug, 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 plug. <laughs> plug, plug, plug. What is? But really, what does he do? Is a plug. It's an electric stage. It's like Sparkman, except it's a plug. Oh, and he's a walking plug. So anyway, he just shoots out bolts. Yeah. And the, other, the, other, the only other thing I actually managed to play this week was um, Portal. And I Portal's took awesome. an hour out of my day and went through all the test chambers, hit the big reveal in the game, and then now I'm like right after that running through all this crap. Looks like a bad scene out of, like, I don't know. <laughs> Die Hard with a Vengeance. <laughs> what? It actually looks uh, demonic, right? Um, like kind no. of like rusted and yeah. You know, because when you when you play the game, it's like everything's clean cut, white. It's like you know, very like clean and stuff. And then you get to these areas where they're playing like a a Mexican version of the the, the main song, Still Alive. Okay, <laughs> and it's like then you know, and you're like, oh wow, this is this sound, you know. They're playing this music in this area because Mexicans didn't finish up here. And I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> and it's and all like, messed up because it's like the walls are all rough mm-hmm. and they're, they're mm-hmm. raw. And there are handprints all over the, hand uh, all over the walls. Handprints all over the damn place. Yeah. Paint, like, marking which, where, which way you should go. And, and the cake is a lie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cake's a big lie. And... um like a lot of the stairs all rusted off. You walk on the stairs and they fall off. Yep. So you have to figure out how to get from place to place using the portal gun. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hear there's not much more after that. So nope. Um, You're on yeah. stage 15, and that's the last. They're like 19. One. No, 19. They're 19, aren't they? Yeah. 19. Yeah. So. 19. I'll probably like finish it sometime this week, whenever I find time, because I want to play some other stuff. But I'll never get to play. You know, it's that kind of thing. Yeah, what's your meter count? Uh, what's your time time count looking like for that uh, for that game? Let like me see. Five hours, three hours. Two point three hours. Oh shit! Mm-hmm. I mean, I I honestly like sat so down. So you're you're smart then. Well, yeah, it wasn't <laughs> the, the game itself was not hard at all. Like getting through it, I was like, oh, 
I know this. Some people are like, oh, it took me 12 hours to get through it. Oh, man. <laughs> but we'll see what my... Uh, but see, and that's also including... Uh, because I... Yeah, funny story here. Um, I had a problem with Steam where the fonts weren't coming oh, up. Oh, God. And I thought that it was a problem with Steam. So I went and um, tried to upgrade Steam. I downloaded a new version and I installed it and I didn't fix it. So then I'm like, well, maybe I need to uninstall it and reinstall it. Uninstalling it deleted all of my games and all of my save games, mm-hmm. which included Portal and Half-Life 1, Uh-oh. which I didn't really get too far in the beginning. Like, well, then again, in Portal, I got two-thirds of the way through the game. <clears throat> I was at test chamber 12. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so <clears throat> I deleted all my games, and I deleted all my save games, which weren't much. But still, with Portal, I was like two-thirds of the way through the game. I reinstalled everything, and I, I didn't even install it from the disc, so I like downloaded all the games again. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And I started, that was when I played Portal again. And I'm like, okay, I sat down and said, all right, let's see what I can do. I was waiting for UPS anyway, so we'll see how far I get in the game. Mm-hmm. I went through 1 through 12 in like, you know, probably 15 minutes because I already knew the solutions for all of them. Oh, uh, okay. So I okay. think I played like maybe an hour before that. So then my game time being 2.3 hours really was like 1.3 hours from start to finish the second time through. What a cheater. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll probably add another like 0.2 hours. So it'll probably be like two and a half hours played for Portal to get through the main game before I get my first achievement of, well, not first, but before I get my, what's it called? It is called Heartbreaker. Complete Aww. Portal. Heartbreaker. box. Speaking Aww. of achievements, what achievements do you get for Mega Man 9? Oh, I got, um, Survivor. Where you beat the beat a boss with one pixel of life left. Mm-hmm. Um, I got the one for defeating one in two hundred enemies. Oh shit! I got the one I, for yeah. uh, defeating a boss with the mega boss that us uh, what eco e- e- economy economist or something. Yeah, something like that. Um, you have the Wii version, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, I'm I'm pretty sure the names are the same, but yeah, they are. Um, I want to try and get the one where you. Be the stage without stopping, but I can't see myself going. I have to find the stage that I can just like run through. What's that I don't see called? How to you to do that. Um, shoot. Because I, I, I got an achievement called Speed Metal, but I forgot to look it up, so I have no idea what that is. But I, I it stopped. Could be so. that one. I, I I'm pretty sure I stopped on the way, so I don't think uh, I don't think I um, that that's the one. But um, Oops. I'm trying to look for a list of the achievements. Um, yeah. I, but, I haven't. But how do you feel about that game in general? Like, there, there's a um, lot of. I feel like there's a lot of. Um, there are a lot of mixed reactions to it from from some of the. Um, what's it called? From some of the press. But what, what what's your feeling on it? I enjoy it. It's great. Um, it's very good. Um, you know. Ah, joy! It's great. It's very good. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I basically feel like. The game is tough. It's not impossible. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it's harkening back to, you know, back when I was younger. And I was just, you know, trying to beat these games. And I'm trying not to do it with the, um, you know, how you have the, the cheats. And you're like, you know what boss beats what. And 
going through it like that. I'm actually trying to figure it out myself. By yourself, yeah. And so, um, you know, things like that is, you know, mm-hmm. I don't have any problems with the game. You, know? <laughs> you sound very I, happy I, to be. I haven't felt frustrated by it. You, you know, have I'm not been like, so frustrated by it? I have not felt frustrated about oh, okay. it. I, I know I can do all the challenges that they present me. Yeah. Uh, once I learn them and play right, like a lot of times I play and I'm like, all right, Al, why why am I like not playing right? Yeah. You know, it's not like oh this game is cheesy, it's cheap, and it's too hard. No, it's what am know, I not doing right? And that's focus what I, and yeah. play the goddamn game correctly. <laughs> and then when I do that, I pass stages. Yeah, I you really... can't just. No, go ahead. Keep going. Uh, you can't just sit and play the game and, and not be focused and expect to get somewhere, especially with stages like Jewel Man. <laughs> <laughs> like, I really like how they and, – and, and I know that this is not nef- necessarily new to Mega Man, but it's, it hasn't been so obvious where they progressively show you the ropes. Like in um, – what's it called? In Tornado Man stage where they, where they give you the corkscrew. Um, um. Tony, there's a st- there's a new there's a new kind of like platform where when you when you when you jump on it, it's mm-hmm. it's turning like a corkscrew. Oh. So Mega Man's uh-huh. attached to the platform, but he's he's kind of going around this line in a spiral. So is he slipping off? No, he's not. Mm-hmm. He's just he's stuck to it. Stationary. And he's like, okay. Yeah. So it's a corkscrew platform, and it's it's kind of it's spinning around. Um, it, it's it's moving left to mm-hmm. right, but mm-hmm. it's 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 corkscrewing. So when you jump on it, uh, Mega Man's stuck on it, right? And as he's moving left to right, his body is like, is like kind of orbiting the. Um, I, I'm moving my hand as if you can see it, and I know you can't. So, <laughs> good visual. Yeah, that's really stupid. But like, uh, when you're when when the corkscrew is such that Mega Man's uh, standing upright, you can jump uh-huh. off it. And when the corkscrew is such that Mega Man's uh, is 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 basically upside down, you when you press jump, you drop from it. So. You can use that oh, to either jump oh, that's... jump onto other corkscrews above you or drop onto ones below you. Um, oh, that's you, weird. But it's timed, so you have to do it at the right time. Um, but so Tornado Man stage, it does it, it. It gives you the first corkscrew just in the first screen after mm-hmm. you after you defeat a hard hat. It's just kind of sitting there. Nothing happens if you fall. You you won't die because you'll just go to the screen below you. Um, mm-hmm. So so like it, it's just there, and you're like, oh, what the fuck is this? Then you jump off it. And then you go go about your business in the stage, and then they give you a, 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 a I, I say slightly, but it's very much so a, a much harder section with like a whole bunch of corkscrews that you have to che- you have to navigate around like a whole bunch of uh, of spiked balls, spiked balls, uh, spikes, and <laughs> it's it's really hard. And then after you get through that, the third and final corkscrew challenge is is taking place during a rainstorm. And so that when you jump, the rain is pushing you in one direction, and so that makes it even harder. And it's kind of like it, 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 it gives you the core and and then makes you learn it and expand upon it. Um, it's mm-hmm. kind of like how in um in in the stages, in the old Mega Mans, the stages with the disappearing blocks, the ones that go, they have to jump on and you know use to navigate around. Um, they always start off really easy and then get harder and harder and harder. And there's a gimmick like that in every stage. I say gimmick as if it's a bad thing, but it's not. Um, but there's a gimmick in every stage that does that, that, that gives you the, the, a, a small taste of what to expect and then makes it harder and harder and harder as the stage goes on. Um, Al, you said you beat Galaxy Man? Yeah. So those, those, those purple rings that warp, that teleport you? You mean when he... The purple rings that teleport um, you. You jump into them and you jump out of another one. 
Oh, oh, those before the yeah. end of the stage, yeah. Yeah, and you know, you, you realize how, how like the first one, the first set that they gave you was in a completely non-hazardous environment. It was mm-hmm. just a ladder. They let you and figure th- it out. Yeah, and then they made it harder, and then they finally made it even harder. Where like there were all these stupid UFOs flying around, and if you got hit, you'd fall and die. Um, you know, shit like that. And then concrete. What was Concrete Man's gimmick? Um, Concrete Man's gimmick was the well. I don't know if you call the elephants the game. Yeah, it was. Because they give you one elephant, and then they give you a ladder to kill it. And yeah. it basically, they had these elephants with balls. In the- <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> There's no good way to say this. Yeah. Um, they they shoot the balls, like, out of their it, – it's connected to their nose because they have these big, like, vacuum tube noses. And mm-hmm. they just blow the ball <clears throat> forward and it rolls on the ground. <laughs> then they jump over suck it. it back up, and their ball rolls back. Mr. Now, Bucket, you put the balls in my tub. <laughs> you know, balls and nose. That just. <laughs> Mr. Bucket. I that writes itself. <laughs> we were singing Mr. Bucket yesterday, Al. Like, go ahead. Oh, Mr. No. Bucket. Bucket some balls. <laughs> Sorry, keep going. <laughs> All right. So, you, the first one, they give you completely non hazardous. You jump on a ladder and you shoot the hell out of it. it. It will never hurt you if you just jump on a ladder and shoot. And shoot the other And the one. second one. Which I died on. It's like every progressive one I died on the first time. And I was like, oh, you bastards. And I went back into it. <laughs> so essentially, the second one, the elephant comes down and it shoots a green ball. But this time, it, it doesn't bounces, blow right? it forward. It makes it bounce. And then it rolls back. And mind you, when it's doing the, the suction to blow the ball back, it blows you toward it too. So you have to run in the opposite direction. Yeah. So you do that. Then this third one is the same thing as the first one, the red ball, and it shoots it forward, but now there's gaps in the platforms. So what you have to do is, A, jump over the ball both times when it's going forward and backwards, B, shoot the damn elephant, and C, not kill yourself by falling through uh, The hole. Right. And then after that, you um, go through some more stuff, and you get to the boss. It, it, there's like not even a mid-boss in that stage. <laughs> Dude, I think there's another. I think there's another uh, a gimmick in Tornado Man stage. No, sorry, Galaxy Man stage, where this thing from the sky comes and grabs you. Oh, that fucking fan thing. There's a Tony. There's a thing like like th- th- there's a thing that comes down from the sky and just grabs you, and all you can do is jump. It, it like moves you forward on its own accord, and so all you can do is kind of jump. And as it's like pushing you forward, all these spiked pits come under you, and you have to like jump. And it's like it, it's kind of like um a minecart stage in okay. that in that it's guiding you and you have to jump at the right time but the like thing... when you're saying that, when you're saying that i think of like the uh what's those hand things and uh legend of zelda wall masters yeah oh kind of not really but kind of um and like you have to you have to basically jump over those spike pits and then it comes to a point where there's a bunch of spikes on a wall and it just kind of <laughs> throws you into the wall and so then you have yeah. to like learn how Jesus. to avoid it. Yeah, it's, it's very it's fucked up. It's and it, but up. you know the funny thing about that one is they let you know that it's gonna happen in a non-hazardous environment again. Yeah, like mm-hmm. you're walking on that bottom platform, it'll grab you and it'll throw you into the wall, but there's no spikes. Yeah, there's no spikes. So in you the hop ball, over, no and then the, the thing will grab you. I, I was like, oh hell no, I'm not letting that thing grab me. So I would inch, I'd be like, okay, is it coming? Inch, yeah, inch, coming? inch, and inch, go, inch, inch, and it grabs you anyways. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, it would go right in front of me, and then I keep going. Like you right. fucking bastards, you bastard. Um, hmm. but yeah, and then and then I think Splash Room stage has the bubbles and those uh those. Uh, the first thing it has is have you beat have you you said you didn't fight her right? I didn't play the stage yet. 
Okay, so the, um, um, they have bubbles that you have to jump on top of I think of? that Plug Man would probably beat her, so I'd have to be Plug Man right. first. I'm, I'm looking at the walkthrough, but I'm not going to look at the at, at, at what beats her because I want to find out for myself. But um, <laughs> Even though I beat her already. But um, yeah. yeah, it has bubbles that you have to jump on top of, and then there are also these floating platforms that disappear after a set amount of time. So you have to jump and jump and jump from platform to platform before they go away. And again, they give it to you in a very, very slight, only slightly hazardous environment. There's an enemy in the room that you have to beat while these things are coming out at you. Um, and so you learn, like, oh, these things, you know, these are platforms that I can jump on, but they disappear after a certain amount of time. Um, and you can tell when they disappear because they're, they're filled with water, and the water level keeps on dropping as they, as they go across the screen. So you can tell when they're going to disappear. You learn all that in the first screen, and then you go up to the second screen, and it does all that shit with a whole bunch of spikes in the wall. And then that, the final screen has it coming on in, like, a really, really, like, um, tricky situation. There's, like, a bunch of spikes, like, right above your head, so you have to be careful how you jump on. Um, so, oh, you're listening off achievements? Yeah. In the chat? I, Fight a boss for I 10 minutes. Holy speed shit. metal one for you. It is reaching a boss without stopping. Uh, but I remember stopping. I don't know how I got that, but awesome. But <laughs> awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I got that. But um, I, I just, I like the stage designs. I think, I, I think that it, it's, like... They toe the line between cheap and really just challenging, and I yeah. like that because exactly what you said. It's like you do it right, and you'll get it. You know, there's there's a way around it, um, and once you get that, it, it becomes like second nature, like any other Mega Man game that you've played. First time you get to it, you're gone, but like when you when you learn it, it's like second nature. It's kind of like kind of like Ninja Gaiden as well. You know, the original NES Ninja Gaiden is like once you learn that, you go through it without stopping. Um, mm-hmm. and, and the thing, the thing that I've always done with this is like the first time I get to a stage, I'd spend one life learning the stage, the second life getting to the boss and the third life learning the boss. Um, and then I'd have to continue <laughs> and start the stage over again. But now I have the knowledge of like the stage layout and stuff like that. So that, then it's just a matter of getting to the boss with as, as many lives as possible. Um, mm-hmm. oh, and I, I, I kind of like the, um, the boss, we- the, the boss, um, patterns. Uh, they're, they're really, um. They're old school, but in a way that it's, like, refined, so it's not overly, um, overly, what's it called? Uh, you can't exploit them so easily, mm-hmm. you know? It takes some time to learn them. Yeah. Um, and it, but, but, like, when you do, it still requires, like, nimble fingers and nimble reflexes. You can't just kind of spam them and, and be like, oh, I know this trick, you know? Um, like with Metal Man back in Mega Man 2... If you never attacked, he would never attack. So you knew that you could control how often he shot at you. You know, so you 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 take a shot at him and he'd throw the blade at you and because you were on the ground, you'd know that all you have to do is jump over it. And you you know what I mean? Like you, you could you could control him. Um and then who else was there? I think uh Heat You know Man. what's funny? I never knew that because all I would do is just go like ape shit and shoot the <laughs> shit out of him. And then after I got the metal blade I would just be like Hey, buddy. <laughs> oh, the second time around? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's your own shit. Um, and then, oh, Heat Man, all right? Every time you hit him, he just uh, he, he, he charges at you. Across. Yeah, he like mm-hmm. he shoots the fireballs and he charges at you, but when you hit him, he charges at you the instant you hit him. So you could, you could, you could beat him without him ever firing off a shot. All you have to do is, like, shoot him, jump over him, shoot him, jump over him, shoot him, jump over him. You know what I mean? So that's that's mm-hmm. what I consider like an exploit. Not not an exploit that's bad, like, oh, it's a bug, but just like they made it such that there really is a really easy out. And I just yeah, don't... Yeah, simple patterns. Yeah, and I just don't see that so far here. And I actually like that because you, you still have to stay quick. Like, you figure out how to beat Concrete Man. You're like, oh, all he does is rush towards the wall and all you have to do is just shoot him in the back and then he shoots those things at you. But 
like sometimes he'll shoot at you without you expecting it. Yep, he, he doesn't have a predictable pattern. I think he ha- he just has those three movements, and he'll cycle through them, uh, either randomly or based on where you're standing or something. Right. Uh, but I don't think it's something that is completely predictable. You can't force right. him to do the same thing all the exactly. time. Exactly. But the best thing about it is that you can see it coming. So if you're good enough, it's not like it's being cheap. You know, like mm-hmm. you can, it, like it's j- just a ma- enough amount of time for you to be like, oh shit, here it comes. Let me get it out of the way. Um, I just think it's really, really sharply designed. Like, yeah, it's like an old two. It, oh, it's an old two D game, and it's you know, it's archaic. I, I guess whatever. Like, they took all the things that they did well in the other Mega Man games and just made a new one. But they refined the the, the design of the levels to to the point where it's like it's just really enjoyable to play. And like all the people who keep on dying and like. Um, getting frustrated at the game, like I feel for them because once they learn all the stages, they'll find out that like, yeah, they can get through that shit. No, he can't duck. <laughs> oh god! Oh, Tony asked in the chat if he could duck. Oh man, I guess they didn't change anything, did they? <laughs> it's got it. It's the play mechanics are the same. like the original Mega Man. Yeah, uh huh. It's basically Mega Man Two with Rush, um, and yeah. the ability to buy. Flip top energy tanks and extra lives. I think, right? Can you buy extra lives? I haven't. I haven't gone. To yeah. The I'm. I'm determined to get through that game without going to the shop. It probably won't happen, but I'm. I'm determined to get through the game without buying anything from the shop. And I know what everything does. You can buy lives. You can buy uses mm-hmm. of flip top and beat. You can buy um, energy tanks, weapons tanks, mystery tanks, which re- which recover both your energy and your weapon, but has a side effect. Mm-hmm. Um, you get hairstyles. And you can get a roll costume. A roll costume. Yeah. <laughs> so you play the game as roll, or are you? Uh, yeah, I would assume that you play the game as roll, but you're actually rock. But they also have like alternate hairstyles. I don't know if it's hairstyles, but I think you just run around with without your helmet on. Oh, okay, that's funny. Um, um, those things I would probably get first because um, they're not that expensive, but it does cost like twenty screws for extra life. Okay. Um, I have like 250 now because I've just been yeah. hoarding them. Me too. Uh, I want to get that uh, challenge for getting uh, 999 screws. Dude, Tony, you should get online and get this game. I think. I, how How do you feel about the original Mega Man games? Oh, I love them. Um, they're hard as hell, but like I love them. I think you. Yeah, you I think you'll this. dig this one a lot. I think you'll really enjoy this one. Um, you okay. have to go online though. You have to. You have to sign on. Uh, with your Wii or your 360, so if you if you don't have the means to, then you're unfortunately not gonna be able to get it, because um, even if like someone gifts it to you, you have to still sign on and download it. But um, yeah. uh-huh. dude, I give give it a shot somewhere somehow, because it's like it's basically like I said, it's basically Mega Man 2, but hard uh-huh. and refined. And uh-huh. uh, when I say Mega Man 2, I say that specifically because you can't slide or you can't and you can't charge up your Mega Buster. Um, okay. The thing that I miss is being able to slide. I really do miss it. But the Mega Buster, I don't really care about. Now, mind you, starting on Tuesday, um, no, tomorrow, there's going to be DLC for Proto Man, which is $2. Oh, that's right, and he can slide. And he can slide and use Mega Buster <coughs> and use a shield. Huh. Okay. Interesting. Uh, I don't know if I'll and get the, that because I've gotten so used to the way that this game plays. Yeah, I want to get that Endless stage, though. Endless? Um, they have an endless stage where the goal is to just get as far as you can without dying. Holy shit. I, I, I guess it cycles over again, huh? I, I don't know what it does. That's <laughs> fucked up. But, yeah, that's, <laughs> so that's two a hours DLC later, tomorrow, too. 
two hours later, you're like, okay, I know they said this was endless, but I want to stop. <laughs> <laughs> That's I can only awesome. imagine how hard that stage is, though. Yeah. It, it'll be like, uh, I want to be that guy, the game. <laughs> I saw, like, five <laughs> seconds of that video. I'm like, oh, my God. This game is, like, so Mega Man 9 with more traps. Yeah, with war and just a t- whole lot worse. If anybody wants to see one of the hardest games ever conceived, um, I don't know if this is a Flash game or what, but it's called I Want to Be the Guy. I don't know if that's based off of Strong Bad. It sounds like it might be, but I'm not sure. Um, download it and try to play it. <laughs> or you can just watch it on YouTube. Um, Mike Tyson is a boss character in the first level <laughs> from Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. <laughs> and he's doing yeah, Mike Tyson's it? Punch-Out moves. Yeah, like, isn't um the Hulk like from Marvel superheroes? A boss in that game too. I think he is, and so is Zangief. Yeah. And then there's this one random stage where you're supposed like it, it's like a Mega Man where there's a hole, uh, you want to jump over it, but then something comes out of the hole and hits you, so you have to wait till it comes out first. There's a stage like that, except instead of like a, a bomb or like an enemy coming out, Ryu Hurricane kicks vertically out of the hole. <laughs> it's just a <laughs> random instance of Ryu going just coming out of the hole. And it's, yeah, it's a lot of random shit in that game. And it's a it's games. a it's a real Street Fighter sized Ryu, Ryu. It's a real Street Fighter sized Ryu, and you're like this two by two pixel high character. And so he looks giant when he's coming out of that yeah. hole. It's just random. Um, but watch it, yeah. Um, Mega Man Nine, buy it. Should we move on to ten dollars? Ten dollars. There's this one mailbag from Supersonic. Uh, should we move on to that? And I'll read the questions from yesterday too. So if you want to answer them. Um, nah, we'll just stick to this question. You suck! Okay. <laughs> I gotta go, man. It's like some games to play. Oh. Talk well, this is a very oh, interesting question. Yeah. Alright, we're fine. Alright, so we're at the mailbag uh, again, this time with Al, so we're revisiting a second time. You just heard me and Tony's like 27 hour long answer uh-huh. on Digimatrix's review questions, so Al's just gonna give a quickie. So the question is, should video game reviewers be like buying guides, or should they be giving critical analysis of the game and create a discussion, or can they do both? And the angle that Tony and I took was, it's like, um, like just consumer reports versus games as art kind of crit- critiquing. Like, what mm-hmm. would you rather have? Um, I think, Tony, you, you voted for the more clinical side of things, right? As long as there are multiple opinions. Well, I, I voted for both, so long as they're, you know, within reason. Okay. I mean, like, if you're gonna give a clinical answer... To something without like even playing it or like on your your judgment, I'm not gonna buy it. I I voted for like three clinical answers on a game. If they're all bad, then don't buy it. That's it. Okay. okay. Right, right. And then uh, I I, bis- I pretty much said both as well. I think I think both can be done in one review. But um, so you. Um, I honestly <laughs> think that they both can be done in the same review. You can discuss the benefits of the game, the advantages, disadvantages of the game while going for a should-you-buy-it type of, you know, angle to it. So it's more like, okay, in the beginning, you can talk about what the game is about, what it does, what it does right, what it does wrong, in terms of an artistic way, an artistic thing. And then um, at the same time, you can say, well, you know, people who like this kind of game, they should spend the money on it. Right, and people who don't like this kind of game, they should not spend the money on it. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what people have been doing uh, just, like, illicitly. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like, you know, there's a section that doesn't and a section that doesn't. Right. Uh, does it and does not. So, um, 
I think that they should have a very well-balanced combination. It can't be just a buying guide because then if it is, um, you kind of lose the value of the art of the game. Right. And it just becomes a product. Like, should I eat spam? Um, <laughs> spam is yeah. healthy. Eat it. Yeah, and, you know? and, and I'm pretty sure that many people are reaching for the keyboards right now saying, but they are only products, but whatever. Like, that, that's a yeah. whole other... I mean, it, they are... Anything is anything that is sold for monetary value is only a product, but the things that make them different are the things that should be that give them pointed artistic out. value. Spam versus bacon. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> Spam is pork leaving, says Tony. <laughs> no, that's why I buy turkey spam, which is turkey leavings, which makes me feel a little bit better about myself. <laughs> Still comes when I can. <laughs> Oh, spam. <laughs> so I, I like the second question, though. Uh, did this personally affect Austin when he reviewed Digimon World Championship? And so <laughs> did the, he force himself yeah. to understand why they are fans of the series, or is he not required to waste such time like this for negligible difference? How can Austin sleep at night? And so, so my answer, for anybody who's, who's just heard my answer, it'll be the same as it was uh, a couple of minutes yep. ago slash yesterday. Um, <laughs> like it's, like I, I basically said it's not negligible. It's, it's huge. To understand, it is huge. yeah, it's like you like if if I basically went in there and didn't do any like um, any consideration of who the audience is for this game, I would just say you know this would be from a totally artistic and personal standpoint. This game is terrible. Don't buy it. It completely breaks everything and blah 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 blah. Um, but then there are people out there who enjoy raising shit. They play The Sims to end on endlessly, and all they're doing is clicking around and telling them to eat, sleep, and shit. So it's like there are people who. who 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 might like that? It's done poorly, but it's there. So if you want to check it out, you know, yeah. So I didn't give it a two like I should have. <laughs> I shouldn't <laughs> like say most sh- other I should, kids. I shouldn't say get. should have. Yeah, but it's like it's like the whole thing. Like if you're a reader, you're going, oh, this game's a two point It's terrible. It is pretty bad, but it's like there's very there's a small thing there that I can understand that a fan of the game. Like I, I went in and did some research on like what kind of games these were and how these differed from Pokemon and how they were similar and what kind of people liked them. So, um, mm-hmm. so yeah, there's that. That was the answer. Uh, sorry for anybody who heard it already. That's what you get for listening. Yeah, hear it twice because yeah. of me. <laughs> <laughs> I think Albedo Shadow didn't have a question. He was just giving us a story about online. So we'll move on to a new question that Supersonic97 sent in the mailbag um, after we recorded yesterday. And so we're going to include it in the in this Alfred segment. Uh, question number right. one. A for Alfred. This is called post-op. That's what it's called. Can I kick it in the face and shoot it in the leg? Because he asked... <laughs> Can I kick it last time? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. <laughs> Although it would be better if you kicked it in the face and your shoe went flying off into the air. Well, maybe maybe <laughs> you shoot it shoot in the in the face and kick it in the leg. Maybe. Um, let's see. The actual question he says in the Constitution, the word often used to describe the functions of a corporation is duty. It is a corporation's duty to make money. That's its purpose. As citizens, mm-hmm. it's our duty to protect our rights. This is a, this is a pretty good question. So with this in mind, is it fine to bitch about DRM? Is it a matter of freedom regardless of severity or lack thereof? Should we fight every, for every single right or give corporations some leeway and to what extent? Uh, mm. Al, since you're the guest of the maid, I mean the honor maid of get, get answer. I could be the maid's guest too. The maid of honor. Um. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Tough, tough question. Is it our right to bitch about DRM? Yes. It is, but whether it's a matter of freedom, see, that's the thing. 
you're talking about freedom within a licensed environment within uh you know something that a corporation is giving to you for your use we should bitch about drm when it comes to the point where it is intrusive but i don't think that we should bitch about drm to the point where it is actually um effective to the point where it's reasonable serving the corporation's interests you know drm where <clears throat> it's like okay um you are entitled to use this software while you maintain a subscription you're entitled to use like for example subscription music um types of things you're entitled to use the music until you cancel your subscription mm-hmm. if you cancel your subscription you will not be able to use the music anymore you're not able to share the music with anyone because of the fact that they need to be paying for the ability to use this music as well right i think that that is fair but if you went to the point where it's like okay uh, you are entitled only to use this music, and we will monitor your usage of the music and set up Sentry software on your computer to make sure that you're not running any programs that will in any way violate the integrity of the music, such as recopying it, replaying it to a copying device, things like that that are central to the computer. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you do, we will get you. That's a little bit too much. That's something that I would bitch about. I'm like, come on now. Um, you're banking on most of these people not having this ability. You know, please don't bitch and cry about the few people who are able to do this. And I don't think that you should be able to, you know, get at everybody to that type of big brother extent where people are being monitored on the usage of a product under license. Mm-hmm. Um. <clears throat> you know, and it's, it's that same kind of example with Secure ROM. You know, Secure ROM is staying on your computer and it's, you know, sniffing here and there and it's making sure that you only run three copies of this software mm-hmm. and it has to connect with an online database or else you can't play the game that you paid for. And then what if your computer gets uh, wiped off or, mm-hmm. you know, something Double happens downloading. and you can't remove an instance of your software that that just blows i can understand if you can go to a website and kill an instance you know like for example the zune again uh with the subscription music that i subscribe to i can set up three computers and three zunes that i can get that that are able to get the music under my subscription Mm -hmm. and i can add and remove them at any time provided that if i remove one I can't add it again for like another 24 hours or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I can't abuse the system. Right. Interesting. Uh, so I have control over that. And if I just so happen to, like as I did, get a new computer, all I have to do is go to the website, cut off the old computer from being able to download that software, uh, you know, wait about five minutes or something like that, and add the new one. Mm-hmm. And just like that, I'm able to continue using what I'm paying for on my new computer. You know, there's some other things like with the secure ROM where people are just unable to do that sort of thing. Right. And that's really pissy. And then there's the 360 thing where, uh, isn't there like a situation where you can be unable to gain access to things that you've purchased? Yeah, there's some weird safeguard against I'm not sure exactly how it works. It's like if you... If you, um, I think it's you have to either be signed, 
uh, I don't know. I honestly don't know. It's like you have to be signed on as your name on the other Xbox with your hard drive or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. Like you can't just log on. I don't know. I honestly don't know what it is. But Oh, wait. Isn't it the thing where if you take your gamer tag to somebody else's <clears throat> house and say you don't clean it off from there and you come home? Like say if Maybe. I brought my memory card to your house. I left my memory card at your house by mistake and I come home and I try to recover my gamer tag at home. I can't do that because it still thinks that I'm set up at your house, so I can play games as long as I'm connected to the internet or something like that. But if I'm not connected to the internet, yeah, you have to log in. That's what it is. That's you what it is. Home. You have to log in. Yeah, you can't just play it straight off the memory card or the hard drive. Right. Um, yeah, that's that's basically what it is. And so you know, especially with like 360 games, things like that. It's it's kind of rough, but I don't think that it's DRM that we should be bitching about. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> you know, you could you pay for a whole bunch of shit. I, all all of the Xbox Live Arcade games, all the DLC, um, all the movies and things like that. I believe as well. Uh, they are all tied to your gamer tag, and if something happens to your gamer tag, you could theoretically be fucked. Right. Theoretically, but I think that the customer service probably does you know, have an ability to link those things so that it's not a waste of money, I would hope. To fix your shit. Um, I, I'm going to take this question literally is in terms of is it fine to bitch about it? I mean, if all he's talking about is just bitching about it, then bitch, 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 bitch. Even if, even, if they're, even if they're wrong, I mean, yeah, even if they're wrong, I mean, like, freedom of speech, whatever, you know, yada, 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 cliche. Um... But okay, so 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 to actually really answer this question, um, I, I'm pretty much in the same boat as you. I mean, they they do have a duty to protect what they make. Um, I just think that the duty to make money, I think, should be there as well. Actually, let me let me put it this way: it's their duty to make money. Given what's been happening, they might be able to make more money by lightening up on their DRM. It's kind of paradoxical, mm-hmm. like. They might make mm-hmm. more money by doing something that might make them less money, but they still might make yeah. more because of it. You know what I mean? Because like, right. like what you were saying last week um, when I asked, is the DRM deterring you from buying Spore? And you guys said yes. Yeah. They, and it's all about image. Yeah. They, they lighten That's... that up. They, they, they're 50 extra dollars coming from you and coming from, from, from you two. Um, each of you, that's 100 extra dollars for them, you know? Mm-hmm. Coming um, from Rob, that's $150. <laughs> <laughs> Because he ain't buying it, so I'm buying it. <laughs> but uh, don't, don't you mean uh, Julio? Yeah, yeah, Julio. Julio Rob. <laughs> uh, I forgot. We, what... we, we call him Robin just for short because it's easier than saying Julio Rob. Or or Darren or whatever the hell I called him last week. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot what, I, what name I gave him. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. It was funny. Diedrich. Um, let's see. <laughs> Should we fight for every single right or give corporations some leeway and to what extent? Um, it, I mean, how far you go in, in, in terms of fighting, I mean, like, you can you can fight it by choosing to not buy it. And that's... That's, that's the best way. That's what I... That's as far as I'd go. I mean, like, um, you, you can write hate mail. You can, you know... Well, let's just put it this way. Is it interfering with your game experience? Right. And, and I, think, I think he's talking about the, the instances where it does. Okay, and in, in the instances, does, and, then and, that's in way... the instances where it does, and then yeah, they should, you know, you should definitely cry out, speak out against that. But um, now I forgot what I was gonna say. God damn it, Tony! <laughs> Thanks a lot, <laughs> interruptoid. 
You were talking about... Oh, my about... God. I didn't even talk Stop. in, like, fucking 30 minutes. Now you're blaming me. Well, you fucking interrupted what I was saying, so now I forgot it. Well, go ahead, Al. <laughs> what was I saying? I don't know. I was trying to figure out what you were saying. Oh. I was like, you're talking about... <laughs> you're talking about corporations giving leeway and freedom. Uh, it's gone. It's gone. Damn. It's gone. Damn. All right, Tony, since you since you so eloquently pointed out that you did not speak in 30 minutes, which is true, um, <laughs> speak, since I have nothing to say anymore since I forgot. No, I, I, I said all I need to do. If it interferes with the game, then sure, uh, complain about it. But, but like, if, it does, if it's in the background and most people are not uh, tech savvy and they're going to play the games as is, uh, it doesn't cause no problem. Right. I mean, you know, that's what it all comes down to, apathy. Most people will not care. I care. You care. That's what, and you know, that's what the question needs to be rephrased to. Um, who cares enough? Who is smart enough to know that this is happening and try to stop it? Can we stop it? Yeah, but we have to. I mean, it's it's it, the it's the dollar. You know, their duty to make money. We show them that they're not doing their duty. You know, can we stop it? That, sure. That's that's what I just said. By not giving any money to the people who yeah I, I understand that but like on a political level or like anything you, that you could do to vote it out can you nah, stop I it? don't think that there should be any politics involved in this it's 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 a market thing it's not politics I don't yeah, think there okay. should be laws the passed money, money is your vote the only time where um, a law should come in is when it's it's truly an invasion of privacy. And not mm-hmm. just, not just if it's an inconvenience in gameplay, the law doesn't give a shit about that, and I don't think it should. I don't want the government right. to, to stick their nose in this. If it comes well, into consumer, it, consumer it, should yeah. Okay, Sorry. consumer organizations, yeah, but not the government. Um, uh huh. If it comes down to invasion of privacy, and obviously yes, that's different, you know. But that, that's uh-huh. going one and a half step further. But you know, just like oh, it's an inconvenience. It, it you know, I, why can't I uninstall this? Blah blah blah. That's that's for the consumer versus the producer to. Uh-huh. Out. Don't give them uh-huh. the money. So will it print on a box that it um it it is DRM? Do they do that? I don't know. If they I don't know. They'll probably box. just put the secret ROM logo on it. They don't go into specifics of it. You just find that out after the fact. Yeah, and and I think I think that because people have been cre- been like analyzing this in blogs and everything that you end up finding out anyways before the game comes out. Right, mm-hmm. and if if word of mouth uh, spreads and they find out that this game is DRM, uh, don't buy it. I mean, like that's the only thing we could do, right? Yeah. Well, it's not the don't just buy the fact it. Write in. DRM. Let them know that you're upset, mm-hmm. but don't firebomb the building. <laughs> right. <laughs> that would really suck. Not again. Everybody. Not again. <laughs> <laughs> the first rule of Project Mayhem is we don't talk about Project Mayhem. Uh, uh. <laughs> Second rule, Project Mayhem. We don't, we don't talk, talk about, about Project, Project Mayhem. Mayhem. We don't talk about Fight Club. Oh wait, no, Project of oh, Fight Club. Fight oh, Mayhem. Fuck. I'm Brad Pitt. Yes, you are. Not really. <laughs> no, not really. No, not re- no, not at all. Um, any more on on Supersonics? A great question. Or shall we shall we cut it off since we're nearing the three hour and forty five minute mark? Jesus yeah, Christ. Let let's cut it off. Okay. Uh, a six-hour podcast. I plugged your blog already back in the middle. Yeah. But you can plug it again. Back in the middle. <laughs> you can plug it again. <laughs> nah, I don't need the blog. Excellent 2 kblogspotcom Plug man. Go to circuitcity.blogspot.com. Plug man. <laughs> All right. Now this time for real for Tony. 
For Al. Al, you're very pathetic. <laughs> oh, I didn't even know you because all I heard was for I said, I said uh, for Al. All we heard is someone slapping a cat back there. What? I said for Al. Slapping a cat. Oh, that must have been Evelyn walking. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and that sounds like slapping a cat. For, I'm... <laughs> for Al. <laughs> Um, plug man. man is gay. No, it's Barry White, baby. I <laughs>